Oh my God, welcome everybody to The Sharp Way. I'm Larry Sharp. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday evening. If you want to be part of the program, please do me a favor. Make that phone call 573-427-5463. If you like what you're hearing, you got to do me a bigger favor. You got to go head over to patreon.com slash sharpway. Support this show. Support what I'm doing here giving you some awesome content so you can even listen to it, watch it, and call in and talk to the people you want to talk to. And here's the best part. I have the one, the only, the amazing Maj Ture has joined me this evening. <laughs> Word. What's up, Larry? How are yes, you? Yes, absolutely. He is the, what do they call you, the prophet of Philly? Is that uh, right? Yeah. They, so you should say the prophet of Subway because I sold a lot of stuff. Ah, there we go. <laughs> I love it. A, a lot of things allegedly on them trains. Allegedly. Correct. Yeah, Everything yeah. is allegedly. I'm <laughs> I'm very happy you made the trip from Philly here to New York City. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I want to really bring up an issue that I had to deal with when I was running and that you're doing such a better job than I was doing. I tried during my campaign last year to connect to the cities. I tried to connect to New York City. I tried to connect to the left. I tried to connect to my old communities, right? right? I mean, I, I was raised in the Bronx, right? right? I live in Queens. I tried to connect and I did not do a good job at all. I mean, as a general rule, they ignored me. As a general rule, when I tried to talk to them, they didn't want to hear me. I did not do a good job. In fact, I'm from the Bronx, and it was literally my worst turnout. I got 0.7% in the Bronx. Wow. I did not do well at all. You're doing something right. Help me. Um, I think it's partially because you're way more professional than me. This I is- think you just insulted me. <laughs> I think you just insulted no, me. No, I mean it's just it's just I you know how like you Twitter used to be like, you know, information and a joke mm-hmm. here and there. Twitter's kind of like a bad joke spiraling out of control. Okay. America's like almost that circus right now. Mm-hmm. So my my level of unprofessionalism in regards to just me being genuinely me, like sure. I don't know the parameters for, you know, even a city council person. It's like at a certain per- at a certain point, at any given moment, if you disrespect me, social media, real life, whatever, I'm gonna disrespect you. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I kind of enjoy it. Right. The the unfortunate part or fortunate part is, um, I'm from Philly. Philly people love the debauchery. Yeah. No, I get you. We, you know what I'm saying? We boo. We booed like Santa Claus. We booed like Beyonce. <laughs> right, sure, okay. You know what I'm saying? She came to, in, when the Sixers played the Lakers mm-hmm. in the championship with Allen Iverson was there. You know, her and the two other girls from Beyonce's, from Beyonce's child, from Destiny's <laughs> child, right? No, it was Beyonce's child. That was, was completely what it was. <laughs> exactly. So you know what it saying? was. Yes, it was. B-, B had on a Kobe jersey, and Kobe's from, technically from Philly. She had on oh, a Kobe. I didn't Col- even know that. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. She had on a Kobe jersey. The other two girls had on Sixers jersey. And they still got booed. That's just what it is. Wow. So there's a certain level of, uh, and again, you know, for people that don't know, I've I've spent years selling things on the trains and filling my own music, mm-hmm. tree, 
you know, among other things on those trains. So I all, already had years and years and years of people going, oh, that's the guy I get my weed from. Oh, that's mm-hmm. the guy I get. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. That's the guy that I get, you know, whatever from. Right. So there was already well, a connection. Funny. You brought up a very good point, you know. I left, I left the Bronx when I was probably 11. Okay. So there's still a lot of, and I, and I say it this way, there's a lot of ghetto in me. There still is, mm-hmm. right? My father was raised in Brooklyn. I was raised in the Bronx. But as a teenager, I was on Long Island. Yeah. So I think that really affected me more because yeah. I was growing as a man on, on Long Island, right? Yeah. I was in Suffolk County, right? My, my whole, Big my difference. whole teenage years when I was doing the most ignorance was, you know, teenage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I left school. It was like, I'm not doing this. This right. is like, I ain't getting no money in here. So my, my floating around the neighborhood, my even down to floating around, I used to take, right before I left school, I used to take tours of like City Hall. I would get blasted, mm-hmm. right? And take tours of City Hall and Independence Hall because it's right downtown. Sure, sure. No, Philly has some amazing history. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's all there. Yep. And so um, I would come back to the hood and be like, yo, this dude, William Penn, was on this. And they'd be like, man, I'm not trying to hit. Mm-hmm. But because I was able to go there and come back and still right. translate it. That's that's one of the major, and I'm talking about all through my that 20s. You just hit, you just hit exactly the issue, right? You translate, right? You translate. You have a video on your Facebook page that talks about being a libertarian. Yeah, tell me about that. Everybody in the hood is pretty much libertarian. I mean, they just don't know the, they don't know the, like the nomenclature, mm-hmm. or they don't know what this political party is just as of yet. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, what 1971, 72 is when the party was created. That's mm-hmm. not. That's like. Their mom is older than that. Right, yeah. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So yes. um I'm older than that, damn it. You get what I'm saying? And, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and so with yes. that being the case, it's like uh that demographic goes when you explain it to them in a way like, yo, you don't really want the cops messing with you, right? Yeah, I would love to. What if I told you mm-hmm. that there was a political it's like thirty for thirty or ESP. Mm-hmm. What if I what if I told you? Right. What if I told you that there was a political party that kind of was in alignment with yo, you gonna be in control of you, other people gonna be in control of them, people gonna leave people alone, you just gonna do your thing. Oh, sign me up. So for me, because I, there's a certain level of practicality and um, lack of collegeness mm-hmm. to me, it's easier for me to translate the concept. Right. And because I didn't just start studying this stuff like two weeks ago, even because right. I was a Republican for years. Mm-hmm. And but before that, I was just reading everything, and I'm like, "Who's this dude, Fried Man?" Mm, and, right, you know what I'm sure, right, yes. And then I'm like, oh, it's Friedman. You right. know what I'm saying? Yep. And then I meet his son, and his son's telling me stuff, and right. all of this other stuff. So I have years of just stuff that I was just poking through. So let me go to that piece you just mentioned. How, how does someone like you, mm-hmm. growing up where you grow up, mm-hmm. how do you become Republican when your whole world's screaming at you to be Democrat? Because your whole world's yelling at you to be your whole world's yelling at you to be Democrat. How'd you become Republican? They was yelling at me from a not the people. It's like people that go to church. They don't really go to church. They go to church on Sundays. They don't mm-hmm. really live it. Right. And when it's time to vote, they vote this way. But they're not really living in principle. So they wasn't really yelling it at me. Mm. And because I always allegedly sold weed, it was like, you can't really argue with me. I remember this one time, my teacher used to tell me. Um, yo, you know, Mrs. high school, junior high school, high school, high school. Okay. Um, Miss Ireland. Okay. She used to tell me like, yo, you know, whatever you're doing, it's not okay. And, and in my mind, I'm like, you tripping. Like this is, this is business. And so I remember one time I was in a grocery store and Miss Ireland was in front of me in a grocery store and her card was declined. And mm-hmm. I went in my pocket and paid for her groceries. Oh, no. <laughs> cash. <laughs> 
And so what happened what was What a horrible story. But yeah, but but the twist <laughs> yes. was after that she never she never gave me any more problems about that. So it's the same thing. They the people in my in my hood wouldn't never give me that pushback cuz it was like, okay, we either probably going to try to get some weed with him, we're going to smoke with him, or he 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 doesn't seem to be having any of the issues that we have. Even when I got a job at Foot Locker, mm-hmm. I was still, you know, doing what I was doing, and at the same time I'm I'm working on commission in Foot Locker. So I'm still making more more money than y'all. Right. So it was like it never really one the the demographic is only that way. Like some religious people are only that way on a day that's designated for them to be that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's not really a practical part of their life. They right. just say it when mm-hmm. it's like I'm Christian, I'm Muslim, I'm whatever. No, you're not. You didn't even read the book. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you didn't even like go through the book. You know, mm-hmm. like. The pull quotes. Yeah, no, you know? no, no. I get you. You know what I'm totally. saying? And, yeah, yeah. And so because of that, it was like it was like the same thing. It was like they they say they this thing, but I'm coming. I'm going to these places and I'm coming back again since high school. I'm I'm like yo, you know that right up the street. Like they wrote this whole thing called the Constitution, and they like yeah whatever. But they like yo, but Maj do kind of be on that. But there's the issue. You know, you when I when I got out of, when I got out of high school, mm-hmm. I joined the Marine Corps. Yeah. When I was a kid. My parents were very simple. They were like, Democrats, good. Republicans, bad. Yeah. That was it. That's what you just knew. That's how it was. I assumed that to be true because I didn't know any better. So I was like, okay, I guess that's true. Right. Then I joined the Marine Corps. Marine Corps is a very conservative branch of the military. Right? Very conservative. My first commander-in-chief is Ronald Reagan. Get out of here. Yep. My first commander-in-chief, Ronald Reagan. Let that coke in here. So, so yeah. (laughs) So, all of a sudden at that point- I'm thinking, okay, so maybe maybe I'm more right than I'm left. I don't Larry, know. Wait, maybe on, I Larry, am. Larry, That's Larry, what I started thinking. Is that was that really your first Ronald Reagan? Yes, I joined the Marine Corps, 1985. Yo, yes, I joined the Marine Corps, 1985. It's correct. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, that's, Ronald that's, Reagan that's, my, that's... is my first. Yes, I know I look like a young man because I'm so handsome, <laughs> but I'm in my 50s. I am. It's true. I'm in my 50s, but I but I am a very handsome man. It makes me look younger. But that was my first commander in chief. So I think I think I started to believe I was more right than I was left. Yeah. But to be fair, I didn't really know what that meant, right? I wasn't I was not politically active. I didn't know policies. So I just thought, I guess that's what I am because the people around me were that, right? Yeah. My politics as a as a youngster was really the people around me, right? Tribal. That's what exactly, 100%. Right. My my parents were Democrats, so I guess I was Democrat. I didn't join a party, but I guess I was. Right. Most of my friends in the, in the Marine Corps were Republican, so I guess I was Republican, but I didn't join a party. I just assumed that's what I was. Right. And then as I got older, I hated them both. Right. And I just became a, I'm not them. I supported Nader because Nader wasn't them. I supported Perot because Perot wasn't them. I right. couldn't have given you a policy. I, I still don't know their policies. I just I just know y'all are not like what I'm seeing on these two sides. That's correct. And right. I also felt betrayed, mm. right? I thought when I first uh, joined the, the Marine Corps that Ronald Reagan was awesome. Nah. That is correct. But that's right. what I believed. Right. Right? And I also learned something else. I learned that there really is value to having literally a life where everything is black and white. Yeah. I remember being a Marine, maybe 18, 19 in that area, something like that. And I was the guy, believe it or not. And if you know me now, my policies, I am, I'm a total pacifist. I do not want to fight wars. I was the kid who wore the shirt, kill them all, let God sort them out. Yeah. That was me. 
Right. I was that guy, right? right. And you got to kill. Remember, I was a Cold Warrior, so I was still fighting the Soviets, right? Right. The, when I was the, in the Marine Corps, we were still Empire. the evil empire. I was right. still fighting Soviets, right? right? When I was when I was a teenager, right? So at this point, I'm thinking everyone who's a communist is evil. Everyone who's a Russian is evil, and America's always right. My country, right or wrong? I'm still thinking that, right? right. I'm still believing that. Life was easier then for me. Oh yeah, it be- was much easier. Yeah, there's when, and that's the that's the reason why there's difficulty with the Libertarian Party because yes. it's such gradation. Absolutely, you got people from the lowercase L all the way to NCAT. Yep. So it's a it's almost like there's a left and a right in one party. There's no doubt there is. You get what I'm saying? hundred percent. And yes. so so it makes it more difficult. Even me coming in, I'm like, all right, I'm one of my favorite hip hop artists, um, Big Boy from Outkast. Absolutely, been a Libertarian for twenty yes, some years. Hundred percent. And in my mind, I'm like, yo, why he don't say this more? And I, as I'm in it, I'm like, oh. That's why. Well, this is why. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so yeah. it's that that absolutely is easier to just go, yo, am I cripping or am I blood? Absolutely. Am I Republican or am I Democrat? Way easier. Way easier. It is, 100%. It's harder to not do that. And I think you find it because the party also, look, I'm a big L libertarian. I support the party. I've been a member since 2012. I'm not going anywhere. But God damn it, you libertarians drive me crazy. Yeah. There's no doubt they do. Yo, I love them. They're my brothers and sisters, and yeah. they drive me crazy. You know what is funny about it, though? I, I got a hashtag where I be like, hashtag Operation Toughen Up Libertarians. Mm, okay. Because to me, it's like, yo, philosophically, sharp, no pun intended. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's the sharp way. I'm with right. you. Keep it's going. It's the complete sharp <laughs> way. That's right, yes. And it's like, you guys are really, really smart, but... My friends don't care about how smart you are. Mm-hmm. And all of that, what you're saying on the internet, like in real life, I, I, I give open, and this is not threatening, I give open invitation. I say exactly where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I was just around the corner at this Thai mm-hmm. spot, mm-hmm. right? I say, yo, I'm going to be right here in your city at this time. My exact location mm-hmm. is here. All of that internet talk, say stuff, I, I think that there's a philosophical um, sparring that goes on, mm-hmm. but I think that that like I don't live my life just on the internet, and I think when we infuse yes. more urban, hard you know hard work, not that not that libertarians are lazy. Let me be clear about that, but like more blue collar, quote unquote, you know, like I don't really care. We can get in the fight and have a drink later. When we mm-hmm. infuse more of that into the libertarian party, we win. Right now, we're the third largest political party in the country. Mm-hmm. We're on a precipice, if that's mm-hmm. the correct way of that explaining is. Keep it. going. Of getting to the second, if not the first position. Mm-hmm. One, because more and more people are like you were in the f- sense of, wait, she was trash and he was trash. Yep. So wait a minute. Like, what do, what am I actually doing? So for people like you and me, it's like, well, duh. Yep. Right? And then I think more and more people, the, the Blexit, you know, that term, nobody said the Blexit had to only be to the Republican Party. Absolutely. I'm with you. You know but, what I'm saying? But, but here's a problem that I had, right? I still have it. Mm. The left didn't want to talk to me at all in a campaign. Mm. At all. I was li- My team was reaching out to the left. I was reaching out to the left. I still reach out to the left all the time. I do, I do talk. I did a show the other day all about poverty. I did an entire two hours on poverty. Yeah. Talking about left issues. I did it all. And the left won't even respond to my text, my emails, my mm-hmm. team reaching out. They won't respond. The right responds... So it made my campaign look like it was a whole lot further left. Yeah. I mean, a whole lot further right, right than it actually was. It wasn't actually that right of a campaign if right. you actually look at my policies. Right. It wasn't that right, but only the right would talk to me. So I kept talking about right issues because they were open to talk. To me. Right. The rest wouldn't talk. I still struggle. So we initially had that, right? 
And then I just start calling it what it is. You people on the left, like I, I'll give you a perfect example. Charlemagne the God mm-hmm. tweeted. I did Van. Van's a buddy of mine. I've done you know his over at the TMZ building. Mm-hmm. I've done the Red Pill podcast. Charlemagne after that did the brilliant idiots and said, "Yo, I heard the guy from Black Guns Matter on Van. I thought it was amazing." And he even tweeted, "Yo, I would love to have him on." And then the brakes got pumped. To me, that seems like if I'm thinking it from a military scientific standpoint, it's. Somebody above your pay grade mm-hmm. was like, absolutely not. That's correct. Yes. Absolutely not. Yep. The reason why is because you can't, it's almost like, look, we want these people on the left. You're going to make too much sense. And the only reason why I'm getting some sort of a little bit more left-leaning locally is one, because all of the hoods still bang on me because they used to cop off me. Right, sure. And two, I, I like Trump in a way, like all of this is entertainment to me. If this all falls, I'm going to sell weed. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. I'm going to sell tree and make at, at, at a light year, I'll make two, three hundred thousand dollars a year in profit. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Right. But, um, but I'm not letting you go. Sorry. Right. I'm just saying. Look, I'm, I'm not t- letting listen, you go. Listen, Larry. I'm just not. A couple of weeks ago, I was I'm like, not. yo, I called some I called some people in, the, you know, in Cali and different mm-hmm. libertarians like, yo, what are the ramifications of me just leaving this campaign right now? And it was like, wait, what? what Absolutely. What are you, what nope. are you doing? Nope. And I'm like, nah, I'm just thinking about it. And it's like, um, but easy doesn't necessarily mean worth it. That's correct. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so f- the only reason why, you know, so I, I run into that. And then you'll hear people saying, well, you're, you're probably financed by the NRA and financed by Breitbart. No, NRA TV uh, two years ago. Okay, I could get on their show because mm-hmm. I was talking about guns. Right. You know, Breitbart is like, this dude's saying the stuff that we was had been saying, mm-hmm. so let's give him the lane. So then people that, um, like a Sean King, who jumps into my Instagram stories and my mm-hmm. lives every now and then, don't really interact. One, you know, you can't really out-argue me. And you see that, okay, he's kind of not really just a right-wing puppet. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, um, you ever see that show Rick and Morty? Sure. Remember when he told when his, his two grand uh, uh, his grandchildren were uh, unsure, and he, yep. in order to get them sure, he was like, "Listen, I hate you both." I remember equally. that. Yes, he literally did the let's be the, the whole whiteboard. Right, the whole. Let the me whole tell thing. you why. And both of you mean like you're both a, both a piece of shit or something right. like you're that. Both yes, a I remember. Piece of shit. I That's don't right. Care about yes, either. I remember so that. So be yes. very very clear. That so you watch Rick and Morty too. All absolutely. right. So you cannot leave. You <laughs> right, cannot leave the party. Right. Done. You are in here. Yes. So it's the same thing, but the only thing that makes. Um, Again, like I said earlier, you're you're more professional and more you have more knowledge and more seasoning than I do. Well, I got about twenty years on you, right? So, so all right, twenty so, years from now, you'll be like me, all boring and shit. <laughs> like, it's it's on the way. <laughs> you'll be so like that's, me that's that, the yes. only thing. But now, what I'm yeah. noticing is, and I, I think it's the evolution. Neither the right or the left are talking to me now. Yeah, but that's yeah. fine because neglect becomes my ally. I agree. Let me grab a call if I can. Sure. I want to grab a call. I have uh, someone from Texas is going to be talking oh, to word. us this evening. Um, Clarence is on the line. Clarence, how are you, my friend? Oh, hey, uh, Larry and Maj. How are y'all? I'm good. What's up? Hey, so um, just a quick question. Um, I'm currently reading, uh, um, what was it, Black Rednecks and White Liberals and uh, Please Stop Helping Us and yeah. And uh, I even read uh, Negroes and the Gun. Yep. Um, but uh, I'm trying to figure out, like, what – I actually have two questions. Uh, what books – what other books should I be reading to, like, expand my mind, not just on guns, but just but just 
uh, to just open my mind, like philosophically and and everything like that, politically. Um. So I'll give you a, a good rundown. Have you ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X? No. You gotta read that. Um. Malcolm X is like a, a father to me. Like, mm-hmm. um. His 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 ability to continue to evolve and consistently evolve, I thought was dope. Um. So in the practical sense of seeing somebody go from, um, you know, being a, just a, like a, a hood dude that with no potential yeah, to being like taking the United, about to take the United States government to court, the international court for their fair, unfair treatment towards melanated beings in the nation. That's that's a, a huge step for someone that went from um, understanding race and being affected by race to someone calling out the truth without being moved or identified as a racist. I think that was dope. And I just think he was G. Like, when they played them tapes back, like, he never stepped out on his lady. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, you know, he was... They the couldn't heavy. get dirt on him. They couldn't get dirt on him. Yeah. And I just did a... I did a... Uh, I did a uh, uh, Kibby show. Mm-hmm. And he asked me and was like, yo, who... I'm like, Malcolm. I, c- I couldn't find his contradiction in that regard. Um, so that's one book. But when he did, he was actually changing. Right. Right. When he con- contradicted his past... It's because he had evolved and changed. To the next thing. That's correct, yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's one book, The Autobiography of Malcolm X. And um, I think that you should read, like, the ISIS papers. Um, I think that you should read mm-hmm. mein, mein Kampf by Hitler. Um, I think that you should read uh, African Holistic Health by Laila Africa. And uh, I think you should read Modern Money Mechanics. That's I forget who wrote the book, but that's that's the book that the Fed wrote on how they create money out of thin air. So those Hmm. are books, The Autobiography of Malcolm X, uh, African Holistic Health, Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler, uh, African Holistic Health is by Laila Africa, uh, Modern Money Mechanics, and uh, yeah, I think you should, that'll get you right until the end of 2020, but study them though, don't just like, like you gotta have like highlighters and like, Ink pens and a. So, let, let me ask you, what are you trying to achieve when you ask to read? What What are you trying to, to do? Just be entertained? Are you trying to be a better person? Are you trying to understand a certain aspect of our country? What are you trying? What What's your goal? Uh, all of the above, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, D- that'll give you a good one. Read Hitler to see how um, somebody could take over the world damn near. And look into Hitler because. He wasn't a no dummy, and I won't be very clear about that. I think Hitler did some, you know, some hard, not some, he did horrible things. Don't forget, Hitler was Austrian, not German. Right, right, right. He was Austrian. Austrian. Um, With that being the case, it's not an accident that he went in to get an Adinkra symbol, you know, or what we identify as an African symbol for some power. So he wasn't that dumb. And it was a quote by Hitler that said when he had a a, a army of, I think, maybe three or four million men, he said, he said, I have an army of however many million men, but I trade them all for 10,000 Africans with the knowledge of themselves. So he wasn't mm. a dummy in that regard. Um, I, so you, you see what, you know, what power can do and what power, you know, as a cautionary tale, too. Well, there's an issue, though, with when you when you look when you look at something like Mein Kampf, yeah. I think you there there's a there's an air of boldness. Yeah. In that, that I think sadly too many people want to follow. People right. want to follow the bold. Right. Right. It's a common thing. And you'll hear me say this often. The, you know, human beings are at the top of the food chain mm-hmm. with one exception. We have one great predator. 
And that predator is the charismatic sociopath. Right. The charismatic sociopath is mm. the greatest human predator. Right. Right. And they are responsible for literally tens of millions of deaths. Of deaths right? right. The mosquito kills about a million uh, um, uh, humans every single year. That's our number one animal predator, right? Mm. But that's a parasite. Right. But and I don't. Maybe you would consider them parasites too. Depends how you look at that, right? right, right. But but the sociopath kills tens of millions. Right. I mean, Easy. just. And destroys families and destroys systems and destroys so much. So I think the the value of that, if you're looking at that one, is another book that's similar to that, which you don't have to read the Mankava if you you have a philosophical issue with reading it. Mm. And that's a book called The 48 Laws of Power. Power. Yeah. Robert Greene. Yeah. A Brooklynite. Right. Right. He's a Brooklynite. Uh, A small Jewish kid. Yeah. Right. Wrote The 48 Laws of Power. And now you find the thug culture loves it. Right. So it's amazing. It's because I think some of them books, right. Like I, I've 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 touched the Forty Eight Laws of Power. I think some of them books is there. It's like a Sith handbook, and it's like mm. it's it's put there to make people not use it. Like so, for example, me reading Mind Kampf is the cautionary tale. Yes, you're using it for defense, yeah. not for offense. Right, and yes. I think some people Absolutely. get a hold of them books and they like, oh, I'm a I'm a I'm a harm everybody. This is why I'm not sure that somebody wants to have a a, 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 <laughs> right. a book Mein Kampf in their hand while they're walking around high school. Right, like it's probably not a good idea, that, right? right. I, I, maybe the the weird part about Forty Laws of Power, I'm the only person I know who's actually read the entire thing. Yeah, everyone else who's read has never actually finished it. But the Forty Laws of Power is to your point. It's not you shouldn't be using it on how to take over the world because right. it's all about horrible short-term victories, right? Right. Long-term yes. victories, yes. if you care about a- anyone to actually look at when it comes to long-term victories, there are two people who I think have two, two of the big best success stories, Gandhi and, and Mandela. Yeah. Right, you look at Nelson Mandela and, and Gandhi, and, and many of the get mad because these people were, were socialists, right? So they get mad when I say this. But whether you like their politics or not, these are two men who said, it doesn't matter if it takes decades, yeah. I will still forgive my enemy, I'm never doing I, that. I will still, I will, yep, I know, but that's what they did. They would still forgive their enemies right. and try to actually heal a nation. Now, now, now that part, I'm right. With, they are trying to do that. Right. I'm going a, I'm to a heal the nation. I, I have not evolved, and, I, and, and it is, it, it's evolving, depending on how you look at it. Right. Yeah. I'm not, yes. I'm not in a space where it's like the shorty that killed um, both of them, Gene, uh, in Texas, mm-hmm. not, down in Texas. Yeah. Right. And immediately, right at the at the at the at the verdict, everybody's like the judge, the 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 sheriff, and like the brother are like, yeah, like give her some hug and some loves. Like, nah, I'm just not in that space. Yeah. I don't well, I don't know if I'll ever evolve to that. Let space. me let me touch that in two yeah. eras. Number one, two parts. One is, I hope that if that ever happened to me, mm-hmm. that someone came into a loved one's house and killed my loved one. I would hope that I could be as amazing as the brother was and forgive that person. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I could do it. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not sure I could. But I would hope that I could do so. I would hope I could be that person to say, you made an error. I forgive you. I would hope I could because that to me is amazing. That's that's Daryl Davis-like, right? Yeah. That's that's forgiving. And I want to be that guy. I don't. However, there's a however piece. I do want to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I do. Because if I can forgive that person, mm-hmm. I can forgive anyone. Yeah. And I, I and I want to be that guy. I, I do. I want to be that guy. Um, but, but let me keep going. Go ahead, go ahead. At the same time, no one else should be forgiving. 
it is that brother's prerogative to forgive if that yeah, brother wants to. I can see that. Because that's his yeah, brother. Absolutely. This is right, yeah. right. But it's not the judge's yeah. place right. or the jury's <laughs> right. place or the fellow cop's place. Right. It's not their place to do that. Right. Right? And I would ask people, you know, people tell me, well, you know what? That 10 years, you know, it's fair. It's I've heard that before. Mm. And I say, okay, I hear what you're saying. They say, well, it's a mistake. Okay. And I say the same thing I say about Philando Castile. Right. And the same thing is, just imagine if it was reversed. Right. Imagine if it was a black man, legally owned his firearm, right. legally carrying, right. walks into an apartment, thinks it's his own, and shoots a white woman. Cop. His Life. Here, he's going to jail. His Life. hair going to be long as Methuselah. Life. He's never getting out. Like, yeah. That's it. Life. No one's forgiven him. And that's part no of, one's doing anything. That's part of the reason why, to me, when, when things like that happen, I, I, I'm cool with filling my heart with hate and like letting that be... Because, like, in the middle of a war, like, there's a like, so for example, there's a war, and and on one level, it's like, okay, and there's there is an intellectual and uh, war on like certain freedoms and liberties. Sure, right. So I, I did the thing in Chicago yesterday, and Gifford, the guy, definitely didn't want to shake my hand when I'm like, no, no, no. What thing in Chicago? Tell me, t- give okay. me what that is. So I'm in Chicago yesterday, or day before yesterday, and we did uh, the Economist did a a roundtable, a panel okay. on um, gun control and how to make you know the streets mm-hmm. safer, so forth sure. and so on. And for whatever reason, they decided that they were going to put like four people against me, including the moderator. Okay, I'm like, all right, well, Th- that's mm-hmm. not uncommon. It's not uncommon. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, y'all want to even the odds for yourself? I'm not Got tripping. It. Yep. So I go through there. We do the thing, and if one of the first things that you know they're talking about was um, AR buybacks. And I told the young mm-hmm. man, I said, yo, that's the silliest thing in the world. You can't buy something back that you never owned, mm-hmm. one. Two, that's just a cute way of saying confiscation. That's correct. And so yep. he's, he says yep. this, and um, I'm like, listen, my Jewish friends, who I have a lot of, mm-hmm. they off top are like, absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Absolutely yes. not. I live in New York City. I have yeah. my Jewish friends also. I totally so get that. And so the guy yep. Gifford says, I don't want to hear NRA talking points. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not a member of the NRA. Mm-hmm. My organization is called Black Guns Matter. And so in that moment, we can have a spirited, it's me versus you. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I still go, when the moderator's like, oh, well, wait, let's just not, let's not yell. I'm like, no, no, no. We're just having a passionate discussion. Right. These are my brothers. This is still my sister. And I'll shake their hand. Now, if those individuals, in that space, so that's, that's a form of, they didn't do anything to me. So I can still be cordial and we still just playing chess and you just on the other side of the chessboard. Mm-hmm. But when uh, you you've identified yourself as my actual enemy, let me let me let me touch that. Hold on, Clarence. Did we answer your question, Clarence? Yeah. Oh oh yes, but, but awesome. I have one more. But okay. I mean, oh, you yeah. got one more. Then hold on for a second. I want to let people know if you want to join the program, no worries. You want to be cool like Clarence and talk to us. You can be cool just like Clarence. <laughs> no problem. Five seven three four two seven five four. Six three. Also, if you like what's going on, you enjoy this conversation, you like the fact you can call and talk to us, you know what? Support us. Right. Head on over to patreon.com slash sharpway and give what you can give. And if you do give enough, you get cool swag. Just like yeah. this. Yeah, I'm I'm taking this cup. Bro. Exactly. He's yeah. taking a cup. Absolutely. Cup. Cool yeah, swag. So guys, go ahead, make sure support us. It's important to make that happen. All right. Let me let me let me touch that piece you just mentioned. Yeah. When we do that. Mm-hmm. and call someone our enemy and retain them as an enemy. 
more people die. Yeah. We feel righteous. I, yeah, I get yeah. it. But more people die. And Mandela mm-hmm. is an example of what he said was basically the idea that, look, the system's the problem. Agreed. Right? The system's the problem. So we got to make sure that we change the system. And most people responded to the system they were in. Mm-hmm. That's why you had black freedom fighters killing white people. Mm-hmm. That's why you had white cops killing black people. Not because white people are bad. Not because black people are bad. Because the system put them in that situation. That was his logic. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm, now I'm, hold on and finish. There were absolutely bad people on yeah. both sides of that that did bad things. Absolutely. But most people respond to a system. And you might say, but Larry, that's not righteous enough because those bad guys have to be punished. You could do that. But to do that, you have to crush an entire system. And let me give you the best example I can give you, Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Rwanda, you remember in the 90s, horrible civil war. Over a million people killed. And most of it close up with machetes. Right. Not even distance. I mean close up, hacking people up, horrible. Right. What they had to do to, to heal those wounds they literally had to have apology courts. Now, the apology courts weren't a perfect example. They weren't perfect. They had failures and they had vendettas still. But it was the only way they could heal their nation by having people say literally, literally things like, I'm sorry I hacked your sister to death. Yeah. Now, should that guy go to jail? You would say, of course he does. Are you going to put a million of your men in prison? Is that what you're going to do America forever? Does. That's a, and, that's and that's a bad idea point. too. Right. That's, that's exactly point. a bad right. idea. Right. And Rwanda has a whole lot less people than America does. Right. And you just had a civil war, and you just had a million dead. You can put another million in prison and to pay for that, and a million to watch them. So, you can't do so, it. So look, you can't, Larry. But listen, now you, again, now we gotta make it real practical again. Let's make it practical. Now, I, I can diagnose and go. You as the police officer, the partic- the particular corrupt police officer, mm-hmm. right? You did this wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You as an individual were tied to a system that mm-hmm. incentivizes you doing things wrong. Absolutely. That's the diagnosis. And if you try to come shoot me or if you shoot me, if I don't get to my firearm first and defend my life, mm-hmm. it's going to be forever fuck you. Mm-hmm. Me as an individual. Yeah. you Like, I'm never going to like the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. as an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. Like, I was raised right as a Philadelphia. I was raised right. You know okay, what I'm saying? So, and, and, and I'm, I'm making light of it, but if it's something, if I feel that way, and it's, a, you know, rivalry, I'll, I'll still kick it with my Dallas homies, my Texas homies, whatever, but I'm never, I'm not, I'm never wearing a Dallas Cowboys jersey in that right. sense. So if it's that level for that, I cannot have a, um, until, it's, until it's righteous again. Now, I can start. The but, for, but I, how I, are wait, you going to hold on, hold on I can, to that? I can, no, I can start the forgiveness process after the healing has happened. You Aren't can't, they the same? No. No. You're telling me. If Malcolm said, <clears throat> if you if you stab me in the back and the right. blade is in my back and it's in six inches, you pull it out three, I'm sti- the knife is still in my back. Agreed. I can't forgive you. Now, it's starting to heal because you're pulling it out. It's not touching the same nerve. Mm-hmm. But until it's out healed you're the fuck away from me mm-hmm. you're in jail for stabbing me in the back and some time has gone on i'm not di- first i gotta heal from the trauma and that's individualistic mm-hmm. i can't it's it's almost like to me stockholm syndrome-ish for me to start thinking about forgiving you before my back has even started thinking about healing and what i was, and until then no, no it's I, fuck you i get where you're going and what i'm telling you is if someone stabs me in the back 
And and this is LP stuff right here. I okay. say this all the time. You're going to run LP, yeah. you're going to get stabbed in the back. Yeah, Guaranteed true. that it's going to happen. I don't yeah. know how many times I've been treated worse by libertarians than other party people, yeah. hands down. Democrats just ignore me. They yeah. just ignore me. They completely ignore me. Right. Um, Republicans are disrespectful to me. They can be cruel initially, but then they walk away. But libertarians will just hammer me constantly, constantly. Yeah. They will look through my social media, yeah. ignore every good thing I've ever posted, Find one thing they disagree with. Oh my God! Put it on blast oh and call me yeah. the worst person this on the planet. Is a, oh my yeah, God! Yeah. He's horrible. Worst guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, constantly, right? Yeah. And what I've said is, if you want to run, you've got to be able to take that knife in the back, pull it out yourself. Yeah. Give it back to that person and say, "I'm sorry. I believe this is your property." Or, or, and when you can do that, yeah. what happens almost always is they take the knife and go, "Oh, that didn't work." No, now, now, now. And they don't stab okay, you again. So, so now, here, someone else now, will stab you, but <laughs> right. that person won't. So, all right, so, okay, I could get with that that analogy, right? Yeah. Now, in that space, to me, that person isn't actually a actual enemy to me yet. Like, the, like all of these... They, oh, they wait. try to stop me from getting donations. They try yeah. to stop me from getting votes. They, try they, to, te- they, tell, they tell libertarians in New York State, to vote for other people. Right. Literally. <laughs> right. Right. And they like, call my themselves libertarians. Right. Right. And they literally tell people in yeah. my state to vote for someone else. All right. So look. So look. I think that those people are clowns. Mm-hmm. Right. So yes. Even me. People are like, oh, he shouldn't be the national speaker at the mm-hmm. national convention. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to get bring. I want more people into the party. Yep. Right. I still don't. I yeah. think those people. I still don't identify as enemies. Good. Okay. My, my definition okay. of enemy. Then we're good. Then. Then we're good. Yeah. My definition of enemy is like, like after a few shootouts, like somebody saying something is like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, all right, come yes. on, bro. Like you just saying okay. stuff. All right. My girl says stuff. Let 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 me get to Clarence's <laughs> second question. Clarence, go ahead. Oh yeah, so so the last question is um so it's directed towards both of y'all, but uh, this is originated from Maja's Instagram. I, I follow him on Instagram, and I saw okay. that you posted the uh, I saw that you posted uh, posted a was it like a submission is not an American character trait? Yeah, a hundred percent agree. And but what 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 gets me is that um, I'm seeing all these new creative ways to get around the nfa and you know i I mean like they're all legal but but it's like why are they encouraging compliance to tyranny you know like creating or finding creative ways to be compliant isn't sticking it to the man it only prolongs the encroachment okay so so i get you so like i'm yeah so i'm i'm seeing I'm seeing all these people saying, oh, oh, you know, like, screw the NFA, you know, like, repeal the NFA, and, you know, they're calling all these old white dudes, you know, who, who you know, who are FUDs, you know, who only care about, like, I don't know, like, double-barrel shotguns and bolt-action revolvers, but they ain't doing anything themselves. No, and I they're get like, Clarence, I get you. Let, let him you, answer. You know, so, yeah. Let, let, let Maja yeah. answer. Go ahead, I, I, yeah. I get you. And, and part of that is because they think that that's a form of rebellion. It's like, okay, while I'm rebellion, I'm going to do this thing. It's like that movie um, Lord of War where, okay, he Nicholas had- Cage, he, right? Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. He, he, yeah. was, he was selling uh, weapons, but he knew all of the rules. And so he was selling a, a, a helicopter. And it was a helicopter that was designed for destruction. But if the missiles went separate from the actual helicopter, he was in no violation of United Nations Treaty rules, mm-hmm. right? So it was yeah. like, okay- 
Now you can't even actually arrest me for this. You know what I mean? And even yeah. though you know uh, uh, Ethan Hawke's character, which was the the uh, Interpol, Interpol mm-hmm. was like, well, you you know what you're doing with this? He's like, yeah, no, this is a humanitarian helicopter, mm-hmm. and I, hmm. I'm I'm well within the rules. So on one level, I see why they do that that way. It's no different than well, they also don't. You don't want to be an unnecessary martyr, Clarence. Yeah, right. You don't want to be a martyr. To where your martyrdom gets you nothing. Nothing, right? right? I mean, literally, there are yeah. the jails are full of martyrs that have changed nothing. Right, right. You don't want to be that yeah. guy. If I'm going to be a martyr, yeah. I want there to be a a, a value to my martyrdom, whether right. that's me doing prison time or me taking a bullet or whatever that thing is. A Mandela. Yes, I I want to be a martyr for a reason. Right. Um, it doesn't make any sense to do it for nothing. Now, the, to the other side to that though, I think you almost kind of have to do both, like. Now that comes into political organizing, social organizing, financial organizing. If you organize and say, we do as Americans nationwide do not want the NFA. Any politician or businesses that support and donate to politicians that are in support of continuing with the NFA, we are not going to finance that business, that politician. We're going to vote them out, so forth and so on. That's called work and actual politics and organizing. Mm-hmm. So I think you, on one hand, say, yo, I'm not cool with this, so I'm doing it this way, and I'm not going to jail. And we're going to collectively, at the same time, organize to overturn this thing. I think when you do one, it's like guys that be like, I'm still going to carry in Walmart, even though they're saying they don't want me to open carry, I'm going to conceal carry. Or you can write a letter yeah. to Walmart and say, me and my thousand people from my city mm-hmm. would lo- would have loved to spend money in Walmart but because you guys are so anti-freedom, we're taking our money over the target. There we go. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So it's a balance there. And it, right. it, I believe that doing both are important. Um, but Good. just doing one and just making yourself a martyr or, or just going, yeah, I'm going to carry open carry on Walmart, even though that's their rule and that's their private property. You know what I'm saying? They have the right to be like, sir, we want you to leave. And then you want to make a And that's that martyr for nothing. Thing. Yep. So it's a balance there. And I think so. Those those are the reasons. But I think when you see people that are going around that rule, I think the teachable moment there is to get that person to go, OK, you're doing that part. But now what are you doing on the other side? And just introduce them both sides to the to the other side. I think that helps. Clarence, did he answer your question? Oh, yes. Sir. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the call. Of course. Thanks for talking to me, Of man. course. Thanks, now. Look, I want to grab another call if I can. Yeah, Clarence was amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Clarence, for calling. But I, wanna, I don't want him to hog everything up. <laughs> I want to talk, if I could, to Ashley from Massachusetts. Ashley, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Talk to me. How are you, Larry? Hi, Larry. Hi, Maj. What up? So, I have a question for you, Maj. Um... Recently, there was a post on social media with you um, defending yourself against um, a donor that we have um, where you used a lot of vulgar and homophobic language. Wrong. And I was wondering why you felt the need to use such language Uh and if you felt that maybe you should apologize for the languages that offended a lot of our base. No. Hold on. Let me let me touch this piece. This is, this is important, Ash. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. There's an issue that I really want to bring up here. This is really important, which I have not heard people talk about. When you run for office, as we talked about before, we get hammered all the time. We get hammered from people around us. We get hammered by our donors. We get beaten up. Mm-hmm. And, one of the, and the person that, that Maj is talking about 
goes out of his way to tell people he doesn't like that they can't win. Now, you might say he has every right to do so. And he does. There's no question. He can right. do that. He has right. every right to do so. Freedom. The point is, why must he do it constantly? I've had to tell this person to his face, stop it. Every time you say that, you actually hurt the hundreds of people who are in my campaign busting their ass and sacrificing. Right. It is unnecessary to do that. And what does that mean? It makes the candidate angry, particularly when it's someone who's supposed to be on his side. Right. It feels like a backstab. It feels like betrayal. It feels nothing but bad and horrible. That's how it feels. And when that happened to me multiple times from the same donor, <laughs> I said nothing. I just said, I told him personally, I let it go. When it happened to Maj, he put it out on Facebook, but did not out the donor. He simply said, this happened to me. He, he vented his frustration, which I understood immediately, and I felt nothing but empathy and even sympathy because I've been there before. Right. Then that donor outed him, insulted him. Now, I want to be clear. Insulted and outed a libertarian who was currently running about 30 days out from election. Right. Did that. Unacceptable, 100% unacceptable. And insulted, and look at his t- what he wrote, the 700 other people who are running. He openly insulted 700 people who are sacrificing their lives, their time, their money, their energy to run in this political party, knowing they're probably going to lose, knowing there will be no good outcome. And he outed all of them and insulted them all. Why is no one saying, how dare he? I'm saying, how dare he? What I heard from the LNC was things like this. Well, we get, our donors are important. Our donors are important. Absolutely. I say it. I ask money all the time. They are important. But we don't magically get new donors. We get new donors when we have good candidates and good activists. Right. Right? In my view, the liberty movement is split into two. Many people disagree with me on this, but I believe it is. There's a liberty movement and a libertarian party. Mm. That's how I see it. People disagree. That's how I see it. In the libertarian movement, number one is activists. Mm. Number one. Number two is donors. If you've got good, powerful activists, we'll get more donors. Right. If you've got good, powerful activists. In the party, the candidates are number one. If you've got good candidates, you'll get more donors. I do not think that we should be fighting at all. Right. I want us to remain brothers and sisters, and you know that's true. Right. But I also have to be clear, this is not one-sided right. in any way, shape, or form. And I want to make sure that part is clear. Right. Go ahead, Mosh. Um, so I'll say this about that scenario. Um, just like I just said, if you, if you identify yourself as my enemy or do things like, I'm from Philly. I don't give a fuck about your money. I don't. We've raised almost a quarter of a million dollars doing the work with Black Guns Matter before this. Not one donor in three years of fundraising felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. I never did it. Because not any of those donors were like, you know what? I'm not going to donate to Black Guns Matter because I, I don't think the niggers can shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, n- none of that happened. Right. So just magically, this, and if you're following me on social media, when people that had nothing to do with the Libertarian Party say disrespectful things to me, everybody knows what I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Everybody knows Maj is going to be like, yo, eat a dick. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Now, what I will, I want to touch on something that she said in regards to um, 
it was homophobic. One, you don't know my family members that are transgender. You don't know my interactions with like Piper Smith, who's who's like a transgender that apologized to me a few weeks ago in Phoenix. Yo, I, you, you said some things and I'm noticing, I'm learning, interacting with more people from Philly. And Philly, how we greet each other. What's up, dickhead? Mm-hmm. That's a greeting for people that we love. So if the Libertarian Party... Uh, what about her, her, her... She has a valid concern, though, right? Her yeah, valid yeah. concern it's, is... It's, are you just saying homophobic stuff? Yes, that, that people no. are going to think that you're either homophobic or anti-gay or this... People who see this are going to think that. So, no. Like, I mean, I don't know, like, at what point... Where do we become in a space where Louis C.K. had a... It's like, it's, it's almost weird, like, comedians seem to get it. Louis C.K. had a joke. Dave Chappelle has a joke. Uh, 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 Bill Burr has a joke. It's like, yo, because I'm saying something aggressive does not mean I'm trying to attack you. I'm just going... I would give you the same energy that when I'm talking to my trend... Yo, bro, you being... Like, yo, you being a real dick smoker right now. Like, you got to cool out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are things I'm actually talking to you as my same peer group and not treating you different. I'm not treating you different because I'm not looking at you different. So when people go, oh, you're homophobic, it's like, no, at a certain point, like you said, if you're scrolling through and looking for a reason Mm -hmm. or a a thing that, oh, he said this, so this is what he must mean. As if I was like, I hate, God hates the gays. Like, that's not what type time I'm on. Like, Mm -hmm. and and what world, how would that make sense? And the only time that that happens is, again... I've said the same exact thing about anybody that was being a jerk for four years doing the work with Black Guns Matter. Mm-hmm. I've conducted myself, and I, I welcome anybody, if you want to scroll through my social media for a few years back, I've been the same exact person the entire time. Magically, none of my other donors that I've raised a quarter of a million dollars f- through thumb work and blood, sweat, and tears and going around the country, amazingly not. And one of those donors felt like, Oh, you're saying anything homophobic or um, uh, uh, just being a jerk for no reason. I don't I don't start problems with anybody. I de- we deal in conflict resolution, but I have no problem. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to. And, and I Hold think on, let me let me get Ashley. Is he answering your question or no? If he isn't, please say it. So in this context, um, just so you know, Maj, uh, I'm a big follower of yours. I'm a big fan I'm a transgender woman myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the treasurer of the Massachusetts Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. And after hearing you talk about this, I appreciate your viewpoint. And I do appreciate that you're on the defensive. But if, if, if there's people out there who don't know you personally, these kind of comments are going to come look off like... looking really bad. Yeah. It makes the Libertarian Party look like we hate gay people. No, I, that's that, something that, that, as a trans woman I'm trying to play against. That part I somewhat disagree with. It doesn't. I speak for myself. There's things in a in a, in, a, in, a, in a party, things that I completely disagree with, things that I'm okay with. I'm not saying, hey, everyone in the in the Libertarian Party and all of the candidates think exactly like this. First of all, that's not even what I said or implied. That's one. Two. I'm speaking for myself as an individual. I have the liberty to do so. And if people ask directly, like you did. Right. No. Okay. Are you homophobic? Either I'm a coward and I'm lying now. Right. Which ain't the case. Or it's like, nah, maybe y'all taken out of out of context and not y'all. But I mean, some people and absolutely not. You can if you're trying to be homophobic or racist in this day and age. I live in Philly. I live in Philly. There, 
I shop in the neighborhood. I eat in the gay. It's a literal area called the neighborhood. And when some of my anti-gay friends are like, "Yo, I'm not going down there," well, yo, bro, what's wrong with you? What's what's up? Like you you scared? Like what you scared of? You you're not secure in who you is? I'm not. Yo, it's good food down there. I'm going down there to eat. That's it. Like yeah. wh- why is someone else's sexual sexual orientation? Like what does that have to do with you? You know. And so well, but say, let me let me let me walk down this road if I could. Actually, does it is what he's saying making sense, or is there something else that you think he should be saying, or something else that you are concerned no, it about? Absolutely, it absolutely makes sense, but at the same time, while he's commenting that what he's saying represents him, and I do appreciate that because it does represent him. Um, as a libertarian candidate, you're still representing the party. I can see that, and there's still that big picture piece of that too. So when language like this is used, it, it can hurt other candidates in the party. It can hurt other activists in the party who are doing work trying to combat this view. Ashley, that let me let me. Would you want hold on one second? Let me let me touch this, Ashley. There's, a, there's an issue that I have here that I, there may be an elephant in the room that we're not discussing. There's lots okay. there's lots of libertarians who've said terrible things, lots of them. They're all over yep. the place. They say them daily, all the time. Yes. I don't remember anyone thinking, well, that's it. We don't want him representing our party. But not just that. The language used is hood language. I know it. It sounds the way I talk when I'm with my friends. Right. I, I mean, there was a there was actually a South Park about this, right? It was a South Park where if you guys happen to watch South Park, yeah. there's a South Park where they were teasing bikers. Yeah. Right? Bikers who they were angry that mm-hmm. bikers were being so loud, right? They were being so loud uh, on the streets. And so the kids that are calling the bikers fags. Right. Right? But so then when they used the phrase fags, People thought they were attacking the gay community in South Park. Right. And the kids were like, no, we're not. No, no, no. They're not that at all. We, we love the gay community in South Park. These guys, because of their actions, were calling them fags as an insult. Right. And I think that's what often happens in certain communities. They simply use this. And, you know, I dealt with this too. Now, to be full with you, Ashley, I've had to change my language. Because as I said before, uh-huh. I, grew up, I grew up in the Marine Corps and everything was homophobic everything was anti-woman every insult we used in the marine corps was because you were a girl or a woman every that's we we used to use phrases it's gonna sound horrible but we used to use phrases we'd say i want every swinging dick up here right we would use phrases like that all the time they right. were completely male biased they were completely anti-woman they were completely anti-gay now did that mean that the the, the men because i was on the ground side of the marine corps there were no women where i was right there were no women in combat of uh, um, jobs when I was in the Marine Corps. That has right. changed now, I think, but now there are none. I mean, then there were none. Did it mean that I, I was anti-woman or anti-gay? No, it was basically bad habits I had to break. And luckily, I've broken those habits because I, I get what you're saying and I don't want to insult people, so I've broken those habits. But but they were just bad mm-hmm. habits I had to break. What? They they weren't They weren't meant to insult. I wasn't anti-woman. I wasn't anti-gay. Right. I simply had to break the habits. That's what it was. Does that make sense, Ashley? Okay. Right. Yeah, it makes sense. And okay. that's why I wanted to ask the question, because it's important that Maj be able to explain that, you know, this point. is just common language that we use. That's and that valid. You know, that he wasn't going to be homophobic. Right. No, it's, you can't. It's like trying to be racist towards Spanish people in California. You're going to be exhausted 
Like it's it's just too much going on over gonna there. Be like exhausted. You're gonna be exhausted <laughs> trying to like like being being homophobic. Like yo, if what my straight friends do, I don't care. Again, Rick and Morty. I I hate everyone equally. <laughs> it's like or love you equally. It's like yo, bro. Don't don't expect. It's like okay. I call my female friends. Come on, bro. Chill out. I'm obviously I know that she's not a bro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's and it's like yo. In that I'm, case, it's actually a term of endearment. It's a term of endearment. And so it's it like is. it's no different than right. You know, it's no different than some of my homies still use the n word. Right. Right. And it's like. Yo, I I know you're not saying that as a negative towards right. me. That's where you at with it. And, right. I, and it's, there's so much layers there but in context. But I think some people kind of latched onto it. But as, as far as me, nah, man, I, I I don't care enough. Well, this is funny. You brought this up, right? They, I don't know if you know this, actually, but they actually did during my campaign last year. Uh, the the publication City and City and State actually did a survey of mm-hmm. how diverse each of the campaign teams were. Yeah, and there were five people running total, and I follow Maj's rule. I don't have a quota system. I don't treat anybody any differently. I just picked who I thought was the best. And this is documented. I had the most diverse team. Right. Without hands down. Right. And people were trying to quota. We're gonna oh, she's she's black. Ah, that checks two blocks. Boom. I, I gotta get her, right? right? Oh, right. Oh, he's gay and Jewish? Yes. Got now I got two boxes on that right. one, right? Right. They were literally doing that, and I was still more diverse, and that's what than I'm saying. And these, and that's what I'm saying. Like mm. that thought process is like I'm actually treating everybody the same. Yes, and it's like, yes. oh, because you were aggressive. Why would that's that's insulting to the gay community? I'm dealing with you with kid gloves because you're gay, LBGTQ. It doesn't matter. That's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Mm, I love that. I'm going to treat you differently because, well, I can't say this to you. Yes, you can. And you can say some shit to me. Mine's your piece of shit. Yeah, I probably was a piece of shit that day. <laughs> right, okay. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, like at what point are we going to deal with that even exchange? If you're asking for equality and I'm treating you horribly, just like I treat everyone else horribly or loving... Oh, now if I'm too loving to you, oh, you're only being loving to them because they're gay or transgender. Well, sadly, that's often true. That's but and that's yes. and that's and that's what it's often true. That's, that's like that's like it's, it's no true. it's no different than yes. I listen. Mean, my my policy t- t- chief yeah was trans right, and it's not because I said you know what I need to check I, a box. I, I need to get the trans no. on the team. She happened to be the right person. Can for the you job. do the job? That it's was no it. different than if you're yep. in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and yep. if you run me over, if you run my shoes over. I'm gonna say, yo, bro, you ran my shoes over. Absolutely. Like yes. I don't care that you can't walk. Be don't be rude. Yes, absolutely. Like, don't run, yo. These is Yeezys. Cool out. Yep. You know, and so it's the same concept. But if I go, oh, I can't say that to that person because they're in the wheelchair. No, you're not treating them as a human. Absolutely. That's my view on it. I hope. Ashley, I hope. Ashley, I hope that, that right? cleared that up. Ashley, was that okay? Ashley left. I think we lost Ashley. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Okay. No, I'm still here. Okay, good. All right, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Thank you, Larry. All righty. So, look, if you guys like what we're saying, this is good conversation for you guys, join us. I got more people on the phone. I'm going to grab you in a second. But we got people. You can call up 573-427-1380. 
1-800-242-5463. And if you like what you hear, support us. Patreon.com slash SharpWay. Get over there now. Get some cool stuff. This isn't free. This costs us money. This costs us time. Absolutely. So Yo, come on. Support I'm, us. I'm putting that on the shirt. I hate you all equally. I hate you all equally. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to grab another call if I can. We're going over to Nebraska now. Absolutely. We're going to be talking uh, to Ben, talking about state parties. Ben, how are you? Hey, Larry. Um, I'm doing great. I kind of want to touch on what the previous caller said. And with the LP being a bottom-up organization, uh, people are going to have to accept that the California LP isn't going to be like the Philadelphia LP it's a very or good the point. Nebraska LP where I'm at. And I'm on city council myself. And, you know, issues that Maj might have um, with inner Philadelphia is not going to come up for me. They have sure. to, people are going to have to get used to a customized message when candidates run for office. Right. This is a this is insanely good. I love that. See, we have trouble in the party, too, because people not only about the message, but about the issues we bring up. Right. So, for example, if if you're living in New York City, you know what's going to matter? MTA is a big issue. That's right. a big deal. Right. If you live in New York City, you got to worry about that. If I'm upstate New York, eh, they may not care, right. right? It may not be an issue I have to work on, right. right? And also, depending upon the city, right? You're in New York City. You don't have to worry about immigration as an issue, right? Because right? New York City is, is, everybody come, come on in. I don't have to talk about immigration in New York City, right? I don't have to bring it up. But you get people in, in, the, in, in the party, particularly, Larry, you have to be right on every issue. <laughs> you have to fight on every issue. You've got to be right on every issue. Right. You've got to bring up every issue. And I'm like, no, I need I to don't. bring up the people, the issues that the people in this area care about. Right. Whatever and, that happens to be. And again, Philly in and of itself, man, is like its own planet. Philly. About two million people in Philly? One point five six. Okay. Right. Philly is it's the only city of the first class in Pennsylvania. It's like Philly is the only city with over a million people. Right. Kinda close as like Pittsburgh. Yep. Same as New York State. Right. Same thing. New York City only one. So it becomes a it becomes a conversation about like my constituents, the people that I've dealt with most of my adult life. There's certain things that there's there's languaging mm-hmm. that I'll joke about on my my national followers. How many I, I tweeted this? How many of my followers know what butters is? Mm. Okay, if you might be in the city, you might be in Philly. How many people know what John? So many people across the country like yo, you say John a lot. Mm-hmm. What's John? Oh, that's a Philly term. You know what I mean? And so part of the thing that you know uh, I'm kind of uniquely positioned to to deal with is I know how to translate to my demographic. Mm-hmm. That's what has helped even with the Black Guns Matter work. Okay, you live in Chicago. The word might be different, but that energy and that vibe the yes, same. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what makes it work in Compton. It's a, it's a, it's a code of ethics. Everybody got a particular ethos, and that's similar in these urban demographics. Right. Different than rural, different than suburban. Well, I say this all the time, right? For the Libertarian Party to grow and be powerful, we've got to be able to talk to cities. Right. And we're not good at that. Right. Right. We're not good at talking to cities. Mm-hmm. Right. And we got to be better at that and better at that and better at that because 80 some odd percent of, of Americans live in cities now. Right. Right. 80 percent live in cities and more are moving. Right. Right. So it's going to keep happening again. We've got to be able to talk to the cities more and more and more. If this party is going to grow, it has to be. Right. Ben, is that what you want to talk about? Or was there more? No, that was it. No, thanks for getting my favorite insult now. Uh, you a bitch and a weirdo. No doubt. <laughs> right. That's the new one now? You That's a bitch and a weirdo. Yeah. Here we go. I love it. 
<laughs> Maj, you're, hey you're a bad, you're a bad influence on us all. I, I love it. That's beautiful. Awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, that needs to be on the shirt too. That's you good. a bitch in the weird. <laughs> I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. Well, it's funny. I'm like, I mean, even if we even go there, right? The word bitch, right, used to really be derogatory towards women, right? But now it really isn't. And I'm and and that's there's. I mean, it is obviously. It but, is, but, but it's like you yo, use it towards males too. You're a bitch. Like that's not isol. That is what is it? Bi- non-binary. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. This, well, even the idea of man up. Right, man up. I mean, you say man up to women. Right, you say man, man up. up to anybody. Man up, right? So I, I think you do find some things that actually do. And 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 a lot of that is again, it's the context. You know what I mean? Now, I understand that and can translate that. And there's some things where I'm contradictory, even myself, because there's some things that it's like, nah, you can't say that. Right, to me. sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's yes. just me being honest with myself. But it's like I, I'm still not no, going. No, I agree. I mean, as we just talked about the the brother of 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 the guy who was shot. Yeah, it's he can forgive. Yeah, he's in that spot. If he wants to do that, right. he can do it. Right. Others now, 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 other family members, the people that actually took the loss. That's correct. If they want to forgive, they and, absolutely can. And he said it on the stand. He was like, "I'm speaking for myself. Yep. I'm not speaking for other, even, not even other family members." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm like. All right, cool. That's that's you. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm a lie and pretend. If I'm on that stand, I'm gonna lie and pretend like I want to hug you, just so I can get close to you. And I'm gonna do what needs to. I'm cool with the case. I got some bail money. You know what I mean? That's my personal allegedly. Allegedly. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I got these you. are these yes. are the things that to me it becomes like a either one of those are freedom. The people in the party that's like, yeah, I don't like Maj, mm-hmm. even though he just gave the context and so forth and so on, blah, blah, blah. The reality is two things should happen. One, I should respect your freedom of choice. 100%. Lots of people don't like me in the party. Right. And Lots of people like, don't like me. I get, I, get, I get dumped on all the time. Now, the ne- pause. Now, the next thing is you have to go. I say to those people, you don't like me. There's areas that you disagree with me. You might have taken some things out of context. You probably don't even know what I actually was talking about. But if you've made this decision that you don't like me, you should get way more people into the party than me. I agree completely. You should start yep. fundraising. You should get more and more Absolutely. people that think like you to come in and go, nope, we want this instead That's of that. That's correct. Yes. And I'll go. The people have spoken. That 100%. I say the same thing. People dump me all the time, but none of them bring more people to the party than me. You see what I'm saying? None of them do. They talk trash all the time, how Larry's bad for the party. Larry's, oh, I hear it all the time. For, what, what is their logic, though? What? I'm not libertarian enough, or I'm too libertarian, or whatever they decide, for whatever reason. <laughs> Left libertarians <laughs> think I'm too right. right lib- I, I'm not joking. Every week, I get notes and tweets and stuff every day. I get to my personal Facebook page. Yeah. You know, I have a team. You know that. I have a team that yeah. takes up all my tweets and everything. I, yeah. I get so much of it, right? I get tons of it, right? So every every week I hear either one or two things. Libertarian Party has been taken over by the left or Libertarian Party has been, been taken over by the right. right. Within a week, I get the same thing. So, And then whichever one they think I'm not is I'm the bad one. That's, right? that's what I meant. I'm the bad one of right. whatever they think. Right. Look, yes. that's why when I said... I'm not left enough, I'm not right enough. When when the left media... What, again, ignore him. Mm-hmm. Don't, because yep. he's got too many facts and we got this money trail going on right. over here. The right is like, well, you're not sycophantic enough. Yes, I get that all the time. 
So it was like, oh yes. well, we thought you were gonna be with one of our in our cult. Yes. So it was like, yes. nah. And then it's like, all right, cool. Now I'm cool with that because I run into people like you. I'm like, yo, Larry's dope. Like, what are you talking about? Right? And then when I go, well, tell me, it's no different than when I say to people, and I guess this for a long time, people was like, oh, because you want a Trump train. I'm like, nah, not really. But if I'm able to ask you, like, what actually do you think is racist about dude? Like, like what policy, what thing? You ask me what I did not like about old President Obama. I can say, well, he campaigned on this. Mm-hmm. He's still a warmonger. Mm-hmm. He bombed many more nations than a lot of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Right? I can give you actual things. The first thing you said you was going to do was get rid of the Gitmo. He was going yep, uh, to get rid of, of the Patriot Act. Yep. You re-upped. Yep. So I can tell you that. Then I go, when people go, well, yeah, that... That Obama, that Muslim, that from from if he's if that's his real name, I go well. He's got a he's got a solid family. There's been no there's been no that I'm aware of. There's been no. A current president has three wives and five kids from three different. He baby ran mama. as a black dude. Yeah, he Trump did. Ran as a 100%. black. He got baby moms. hundred percent. He got nobody believed in him. Hundred percent. He had to do it on his own. He had to come up with his own paper. Absolutely. Now after he won, everybody wanted. Oh, I knew you could do it. He he ran as a black man. No doubt. So with that being the case, it's like if I'm objective enough to go, you know, well, I didn't like these things about Obama. And then when somebody goes, well, he, you know, he was the, te- listen, bro, as a family man, the the audacity of hope alone is one of my favorite books. Well, look, he, but here's the issue that we want to bring up here, right? There is no need to worship Obama or Trump. Right. They're just people. humans. They're just people. Right. That's it. Well, you and you're it. right. Trump, in today's world, Trump, they, they judge me by. Do I hate him with a passion or do I worship him as the God King? Right. Right. And neither are true. Therefore, I'm not good enough. Right. That's how that works. When that yes. actually just makes me a well-balanced, objective <laughs> yes. person that's yes. going like, nah, I bang with him there. Mm-hmm. I do not bang with him here. Absolutely. Based on your actions and deeds. And the irony is, in my experience, just like you get those emails every week, I get the most religious people. That tell me how horrible I am. I'm like, well, one, you're judging. Mm-hmm. So that's one that you're kind of wrong there right. based on your book. Right. Then the other thing is, um, are you in a space where you're doing the things that you think need to be done? Or are you only just pointing the finger at yeah. people yeah. that aren't? 100%. You know what I mean? And so for yes. me, it's like this. I actually like it's, being it's in this space, It's a lot space, easier to, to it's a lot easier to point your finger and blame than it's to think and do. Yeah. 100%. Let me yeah. grab another call if I can. Sure. All right. I want to grab another call if I can. Um, It looks like we're going to Louisiana now. We Look, we, last week we were all about New York. This week we are all over the country. It's a lot easier to point your finger. So um, I want to deal with Daniel. Daniel, how are you, sir? Larry, my friend. How are you? Hey, what's going on, brother? I know this, man. I'm so glad you're calling <laughs> in. <laughs> hey, Maj. What's, What's up, up, baby? What's up? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I I'm, I'm probably need to get you down here sometime in December down to Louisiana and, you know, do Is a couple projects. New Orleans? But, New Orleans, baby. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. need me one of them shirts over, overnighted because, you know, <laughs> oh, we got that little... Uh, See, you're messing up now. I, I mess, I'm all the way messing up. <laughs> messing up now. <laughs> overnight, because I, I, I'm, I'm going to wear it Wednesday because, okay. you know, people are going to probably be... Uh, just to, just to make this really clear, and for people that don't know who I am, I am the chair of our convention oversight committee. Mm-hmm. I'm the guy that asked Maj, uh, along with the rest of the committee, to be our keynote. So you're the bad um, guy. Got so it. some people, right, some of that stuff you heard earlier, people have a big issue about this. I've been very 
silent publicly until probably this exact moment. Mm -hmm. So Maj is actually not going to to be on that live stream we do Wednesday. Maj and I talked about it. Right. We were only going to put him on for a couple of minutes, and I was like, you know, Maj, for you to take 30 minutes out of your time when you could be out campaigning or doing other things to get on there for like two minutes and you can't ask for money because it's the national party and you're right. a local candidate, it makes sense. So we're going to have um, Big Body, who was uh, our 1992 um, runner-up for our presidential nomination, is going to be on there talking about Maj because Dick is uh, a African-American from way back. And so he's seen this in the party and he realizes what an activist like Maj brings to the party. And yes. he's the person that we had actually tapped to introduce Maj at the national convention. So any of the conspiracies that Maj is not on that because of some, because that whole thing, no, this was actually a, something okay. I was like, eh, I don't is that, what, is that anyway, why you called so, or was there a question you wanted to ask? That is not why I called. Okay. So one of the things that people had issues with Maj, and by the way, something that the three of us all have on this call in common is we are not open border libertarians. Mm -hmm. Right. So explain your uh, position on the borders, et cetera, because that seems to be an issue yeah, with some people. Sure. No, yeah. let, let me let me cover that if I could, too. I, I spent a lot of time in the last week a little bit, but it's not that I want – the problem is that there's, a, there's an idea that you want the wall – or you want nothing. open borders, right? right? It's it's nothing or everything. And this is my issue. I bring up in my entire issue I brought up. If you guys care, you can check it out. I talk about my idea of two Ellis Islands, build them on the border. And the idea is I want to still have a border, but I want and I want to have vibrant immigration. Right. I just want to have controlled vibrant immigration. And you can do both. You can absolutely have vibrant immigration and still have it controlled right. and still know what's going on. But go ahead, Maj, this is for you. To me, it's very simple. Um you know, and I think some people took some of the things that I said out of context. I want to go back in because the, I think the argument that people uh, or the tweets that people took out of context with me was when I was talking about rhinos that mm -hmm. get on there and go, yeah, build a wall, build a wall. And I'm like, and I, and I'm, I know some of these guys, I know the restaurants that they own. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes. you're saying one thing mm -hmm. and doing another. 100%. And it's like, I know who you hire and how you pay them under the table. Yep. So stop. Don't. Let because me you live in a major city just like I do. Right. You see it. And, like, stop it. And mm -hmm. so what happened there was people were going, and, I, and what I said in the tweet was, if we're serious about this in a, in a questionable way, if we're serious about this, then why aren't you pushing to, to uh, audit businesses oh, yeah. that are doing X, Y, and Z? And that people took that one part out and was like, yo, he's, he's a trumpet. And I'm like, yo, you missed so much of the yeah, of conversation. Course. Yes. You know, so that's that. Now. Some of the most hard, my stepfather is an immigrant from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Everybody seemed to leave that out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, if you're in a space where you think that uh, because someone comes from a different country, that they're not some of the hardest working people that you ever met in your life, I don't know where you've been the whole mm -hmm. time. Absolutely. That's number one. At the same time, if I can't, rights need to be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I can't go down to, I like Japanese like art. Mm -hmm. If I just want to hang out in Tokyo for six months, the Japanese government is going to go, hey, bro, how long are you here for? That's just what that is. No, now, I know. I literally live in Japan for four years. You see what I'm saying? Yes. And, and my paperwork I had to fill out was in Japanese. Right. I'd have an interpreter from paperwork out. See? My paperwork's not even in English. Right. So, the whole, so <laughs> yes. when you say, yes. when they, you come there, they go, yo, write this in Japanese, bro. <laughs> so. Well, they let me write it in English. 
but the form was in Japanese. In Japanese. So I had to have a translator to translate the form for me. We're not changing our thing for you. Yes. Learn our language. Correct. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so when you say that or when you present it, I think what happens sometimes is people, when I say, yo, it's got to be a balanced approach there. And I think because, like you said, it, the, some people have such an extreme left or right argument. Then when you present uh, caveats or challenges to their argument, so if I go open borders, you say open borders, open borders, open borders. Bro, you got a lock on your door? Yeah. Oh, so so it's not just the freedom of movement into your house, though. Right. Right. Oh, well, that's different. No, you are t- you're espousing this value system of complete human movement is cool. So I can just float through your crib, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's different. No, I'm showing you a practical flaw in your argument. Right. Which means you have to balance it out a bit. And when you do that, like to your point where it's like, yo, I do think that the process of uh, immigration is is outdated. It's Horrible. like it's what government does. It's a disaster. It's trash. Yes, absolutely. So if I'm saying, yo, if we can streamline this process, if we can get and there's a, a process of making sure that the people that come into the nation already are and streamline absolutely. that price, process, I think that makes every area stronger and better. 100%. So when I say that and I just go... When, along with the, the pull quote that somebody threw on Twitter, mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, he's, he's a Trump such and such and such. And it's like, bro, you, you, you don't understand nuance, even in a party that has gradation. Yes. And cap to lowercase l. Yes. So even in this party that you're in, you don't, you, with all of these different layers and context, you still aren't applying context to a bigger conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're wrong there. And so, if you so really, on. really, Daniel, you, did he answer your question or no? Um, yeah, pretty much. And I, I think one of the things that uh, a lot of people miss is when did this become a problem? When did immigration, so-called, become a problem? It's a drug war. It goes back to the drug war. Well, I'll go I back mean, even I further. Think most of the problems we have- Hold on, immigration. Is, it the immigration is the same as health care. Immigration same is the same as abortion. They're wedge issues. Right. That's all they are, right? right? You you telling me I'm the only guy who can figure out a way on the planet. I'm the only one who can figure out a way right. to have vibrant, secure immigration? Of course not. They don't want it. To your point, Maj, the the the, the hospitality industry doesn't yeah. want to get rid of of immigration. No. The restaurant industry, the farmers, they don't want to get rid of Im- immigration. They love it. They can't wait. They're never going to stop it. You go back 10 years ago, Democrats were saying build a wall. Republicans were saying too expensive. Right. This is simply a wedge issue that people use so that all they can say is, do you want to build a wall or not? And you answer that question, and now I put you on red team or blue team. Boom. That's and, it. And in that space, we lose so many layers of solutions. Yes. Because they don't want to solve it. Right. Because it's like it's, it's, it becomes the, you know, it becomes the – we can keep you arguing. We can have panel discussions and debates, which goes feeds the hospitality yes, industry, yep. the travel industry. Yes, it does. This is something we, we listen. We selling tickets to the show, baby. Absolutely. And in that space, it's like if you step back and go, "Yo, I don't really want to buy a ticket to the show." My job as the founder or co-founder of Black Guns Matter is to make my job obsolete. Of course. I don't n- want to have this job. That's what nonprofits do. That's not what bureaucracies do. Right. Yes. And so it's like in that space when I'm going, yo, bro, you know, we could. So you're telling me at freedom of speech. I'm saying, yo, we should talk about how we can come up 
Yo, Larry got some actual solutions. Let's bring him in there on talking about how we can. No, you didn't just say that every open border should be open, so you're not libertarian. That's correct. Enough. Yes, and this is wrong. It's just wrong, and, and I'm and not. It's I'm, a wedge issue that we fall into, right? Right. Abortion too. Right. Right. Abortion, another wedge issue. They just simply say, okay, are you pro life or not? I am or I'm not. Boom. Are you pro choice or not? Boom. They've now decided that they can or will not. Number one, trust you. Mm. They can't, right? I remember this. I tell a story often because it's so burned in my in my head. I'm running for uh, for governor last year. I'm up in North Country. A guy comes up to me and he says, you know, tells you his story about how he's going to lose his farm, been in his his family for six generations. Oh my God! The first question he asked me is, "What do you think about Trump?" Why would he ask that question, right? And logically, it makes no sense. Trump was – it wasn't a presidential election. Right. Trump was going to be president no matter what. Whether he loved Trump or hate Trump, it's irrelevant. He was still going to be president. I can't affect Trump without whether I was governor or not. It's irrelevant. It's not going to affect his farm at all whether right. Trump is president or not. It's irrelevant. Right. He asked that question because the answer to that question, real, he then realizes, can I trust him or not? Right. Is he on my side or not? And these wedge issues, pro-life, pro-choice – uh, pro wall, anti wall, um, any of these, these are literally just wedge issues. And when it happens, when you keep it this way, now the left and right don't have to actually work. Right. They simply have to protect you from the other. Right. That's it. They. Yeah, yes. Right. The other. They, they, right? If you're on the left, they protect from the right. If you're on the right, protect from the left. That's all they care about. That's why I think it's a badge of honor to now be ignored by both. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. one, it gives us but, the but, space, but Larry. To, you know, to go, let's build. Okay, look. I I have a I've been around the country five six I don't even know how many times mm-hmm. now. I'm seeing tremendously in these big pockets of urban centers mm-hmm. where so many people is like, yo, this is it, this is a sham. Yes, it's just this. I don't want to do the lesser of two evils, and I'm going like, yo, you know, you don't have to do <laughs> lesser of two evils. Here's this party called Libertarian where you kind of like are in control of your own thing, and it's a wonderful place if you know where people argue and have perspective and share. Now, if we can galvanize everybody in there and then get on the same page and now pick a smart person to be in these, you know, local to state to mm-hmm. national positions with this viable party of intelligent, strong-minded people, mm-hmm. we actually could get a win. And as I'm saying this to all of the... I was in Chicago yesterday saying it. I, I'm in red rooms, blue mm-hmm. rooms, and they're going, yo... Maybe, maybe this is going to work. And yeah. it's, it's it's no reason why we can't now collectively go. And that's where the forgiveness angle comes See, in. See, I was right with right. the forgiveness. See right. that? Where, right. where I go, yeah, y'all are wilding, but still bring your army and brings more people mm-hmm. into this camp. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Hold on. Daniel wanted to say something. Go ahead, Daniel. You gave me a butt, Larry. Uh, yeah, so I agree with you about the wedge issue. And it goes back to what happens when the government starts to prohibit peaceful behaviors by people that don't hurt someone else. Yeah. Mm, yes. It always ends up being a big problem. Absolutely. Movement. Um, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that, Hey, you know, the border should be wide open, but what used to happen in the past, people used to go take, take uh, vegetables, et cetera, during the growing season and then go back across the border when it was where it's less expensive for them to use those dollars. But now there's this prohibition. So they just come and stay. Plus there's the free give and stuff. So, but it's definitely a wedge issue. I totally yes. agree with you on that. Right. Yeah. That, that's my biggest issue is that we actually, I said this actually on Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan didn't believe me. Mm. I was like, they don't want to solve this problem. He's like, well, of course they want to solve it. I'm like, no, they don't because it's why solve the problem. 
if I solve the problem, then I have to actually work. Right. And then I'm responsible for it. And I'm do that. out of a job now. <laughs> well, they'll find a reason. But yes, but I, I get your point, right? You Look, I, I tell about this all the time, right? Uh, if you're a bureaucracy, right? And my job is to service the people, right? I'm, I'm going to service the poor, right? That's my job. I, I, service, I give them services, whatever those services are. Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm going to keep servicing them. Right. I'm never going to help them. Right. I'm going to keep servicing them. My job isn't actually to help them out of poverty. Yo, that's My job crazy. is to service them. Yeah. So I will keep servicing them. Today I took a meeting. Mm-hmm. And in this meeting, one of the dudes told me, I said, well, tell me how I could, you know, work and help you all out. And, mm-hmm. and he literally said, oh, we don't do direct services. Of course. <laughs> yes. And I was like, wow. Like you have a you have a building. You have like an office. In a, a floor, yep. in a building, and you don't <laughs> directly serve the people that you, the job is here to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, but not really, but all right. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's, a, it's yes. an interesting, it's an interesting thing. But I guess, again, maybe, maybe, maybe if this is spiritual, right? I know I go all like la la land. If this is spiritual, maybe that's the natural progression. In a tangible term, if we saying, you know, like, okay, I go from Democrat to kind of like Republican to Libertarian to something else. Maybe this is the natural progress of someone evolving and getting maybe maybe this isn't just an individual, you know, a Larry Mm -hmm. or a me or maybe it's the collective now going this direction of saying, okay, we have to shed some of these labels. Right. To kind of like push this particular. It's like George Washington saying, yo, I don't want to do parties. Right. Like, I'm cool. Like, well, no, I, I think we are tribal. I mean, that's just yeah. what we are, right? We are naturally tribal. I, I, I get that. And I think our party fights internally when we don't have someone, when we don't have a purpose, right? Mm. I saw it in New York State. When I was running in New York State, yeah. the party was relatively united in New York State, not outside, but in it was relatively united because they were like, oh, we have this, this candidate we're getting behind. Let's get behind this candidate. We have a purpose. We have a meaning. Uh. Let's do this. Then the election's over. Let's kill each other, right? Then yeah. we, all, we want to fight each other. Then we want to get mad. And it was your fault. It was your fault. It's her fault. Right. It's everybody else's fault, right? All of a sudden now everybody's bad and it's civil war. It's horrible again. So I think we do have to have a purpose because we are tribal. Naturally, we are. Mm. And we also, it's very easy for us to just find an enemy, right? Yeah. I would prefer if our back and forth, and, and, and I would prefer our back and forth in this country to not be left and right, which is, I want to spend money on this and take away these rights, or the right, I want to spend money on this and take away those rights, Mm. but instead be liberty versus authoritarianism. Right. If we had that push or pull, we'd have a better country. Mm. It would be open. We would get it. We'd have a better country, right? Right. Because then at least locally, you could decide that you wanted more authoritarianism. And it happens, right? And people tease me when I say, I'm actually okay with... With voluntary socialism. Right. I'm okay with the Amish, right? They're voluntary socialism. Right. Right. The thing that libertarians have a problem with often, they say, well, we have to be free. It's about my rights and that kind of thing. And I tell them, a lot of people don't want to be free. Right. And that's really don't want to be free. And you have to respect their rights. That's exactly right. Like, oh, you want to be a slave? Cool. Yeah. Do your thing. Or whatever it's going to be. I want to be told what to do. Okay. Right. No worries. That's good. You can go join a a commune. You can go join. You can go join a cult if you want to. You can go join the Amish. You can go be told what to do. You can go to do uh, good. Do your thing. If that makes you happy, go ahead. Right. As long as it's voluntary and you can leave. Right. 
right? Because maybe at one point you're going to realize, you know, this Amish stuff is not for me. Um, I don't like churning butter. I actually think an iPhone's pretty cool. <laughs> right. I'm going right. to leave. Right. And you can do that. And right. I don't have a problem with that. And people tease me. They say, Larry, who the hell would accept voluntary? What, are you going to voluntarily detain yourself? Yes. yes. It's called the military. It's called marriage. Right. It's, it's it, right? It, literally, right? It's called having children with someone. You can't leave a state now. Right. People do it all the time, right? It's right. called putting yourself in a rehab. Right. This is voluntary detaining yourself. I don't right. have a problem with any of those things. Right. It's, and it's I think, running, running for a, a political party. <laughs> yes. It's like, you, you signed up for this. Well, you know, this actually happened here. And we, and we had an issue a couple years ago with people in our, on, our, um, on our LNC saying things that I wasn't happy about. Mm. Right? And people got mad at me. They said, Larry's trying to get rid of First Amendment rights. And Larry's a bad guy because he doesn't want this guy saying these things. And I said, no, when you're an officer in a public company, you voluntarily lose part of your free speech. True. I know I've been an officer in a public company. Yeah. There are certain things I simply cannot say. Right. Right. But it's not a gun to my head. I still have my, my First Amendment rights. But then I shouldn't be an officer in a public company. That was the that was right. One of I the, don't have to do that job. Those one of the, were one of the biggest arguments of, uh, or internally that we had. Like, yo, are you going to go run for city council? Mm-hmm. And it was like, you kind of be wilding, just doing whatever you want. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I kind of do. And it's like, yo, I kind of know that November the 5th is going to determine like a big win means like I almost can't even cuss the same. That's correct. No, no, you're right. If you take that job, there are certain th- – when I was a Marine, I joined the Marine Corps. Right. When I was a Marine, I lost many of my rights. Right. right? I, as a Marine, you cannot sue the government. Right. Right? So I, the government can do whatever it wants. I cannot sue it. Right. right. Done. I but I volunteered. Right. So that's totally fine. If you take that job, you're volunteering to give up some of your stuff. Yeah, and that's the, that that part was one of the 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 things where you have that question like, yo, I've shown that I'm effective on the outside. The only problem with that is you could educate all of these people about firearm safety and conflict mm-hmm. resolution and all this other stuff, and then some dweeb in that position in the city council seat. Could be the one deciding factor. Yes. That's like, yeah, all semi-automatics in Philly is not a thing no more. Right. So it's like now, you can have your individual freedoms and like, oh, I, I could be outside. Well, you're outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that was one of the that was one of the big questions for me. Like, yo, do you do you go in, uh, win, do the job well, mm-hmm. determine you you still you still can kind of get your Allen Iverson on. You got mm-hmm. tattoos. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You, you could cross them over every now and then, but you can't dribble the ball this high. Right. This ain't and one. Right. This ain't street ball. Sure. You know what I mean? And you just got to accept that. Or don't go do this. Yes. Don't exactly go do right. this. Yes. Because what you was doing running around with guns and Black Guns Matter, yeah, but no, you are you are taking a position to fight incrementally towards more liberty for people that weren't aware of it, but you're within a, a, a box. Yes. You know. When I was so. running for, for governor... I rarely swore. Yeah. I knew I had to. I had to really, I really swore. Yeah. Right? I have to change my language, right? When I'm representing other companies, as a con- I'm a consultant, right? So very often I represent other companies. Yeah. When I represent other companies, I have to act a certain way. Yeah. Otherwise, I shouldn't take that consulting gig. Yeah. Right? If I'm going to take a consulting gig and work for a specific company, I have to accept certain things, right? Or don't do it. So I think it's true. I mean, there is a, we do have to make that shift. And you find a lot of libertarians who just don't understand that. They think you've got to be a hardcore end cap no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter who you're in front of. 
And all you're going to ensure is that this party never grows. Yeah. You know how, That's you know what, all you're going to you ensure. You know what I heard a gang of times, and I, I didn't see it? Um, sometimes I benefit from not knowing stuff, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, yo, Ignorance is bliss. Yeah, and I go, I don't know who that is. So I can deal with this person genuinely because I don't know that they're worth $20 billion. Right. Sure. Right, or whatever. Right. Um, I didn't hear much about the guy that like ran around naked or something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, yeah, your party's... I'm like, well, I ain't see that. All I've seen is like a bunch of smart dudes right. and women. So I don't really, yeah. you know what I mean, even know about that. Um, but at the same time, it was like... No, I get your point, right? What you do is it, it, you have to understand who you are right. and what your people are doing. And what, Look, you have to worry about Philly. Right. right. That's your world. That's what you got to worry about, right? right? I had to worry about New York State. Right. Right. And most people in New York State don't even know what Libertarian is. Right. Have no idea. Right. right? D- don't know. So that's what I was dealing with. So for someone who may be in Ohio or Idaho or insert state who's going to insult me and say I'm not good enough, to be fair, I don't really care. Yeah. I care if they're in New York and they vote. Right. That's what I care about. Right. You're in New York and you vote, I care. You're right. not in New York and you, or, or you don't vote, eh, I don't really care. Yeah. I'll, I'll get over it. Right? I'll move on. You can be mad at me and whatever you want. It's fine. We'll get over it. Right. But the thing that you see me try to do, and I, I hope you see it with this with this show, is I'm trying to bring more people into the fold. Correct. And the people who get so angry and upset, I would hope they would see what I'm doing and say, yeah, I don't like certain things Larry Sharp does. I don't like this or I don't like that. But he's bringing people into the fold. Right. So let me start training those people to be the right. things that I want that them I to like. be. Yes. I want people, libertarians, to be this way. Larry brings them in. Thank you, Larry. We'll take it from here. And then they will train them in the way that they want. The assembly line. Yes, they will train them in everywhere they want. Right. So right. anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this show. If you want to be a part of this show, then please do me a favor. Pick up that phone. Make that phone call just like Daniel did, just like uh, Clarence did, just like Ben did. 573-427-5463. If you like what you're hearing, you want to keep it going. Yes, I want to keep it going too. It's not free. Not free, damn it. Costs money. <laughs> right. It does. Head on over to patreon.com slash sharpway and throw me a couple of bucks. Throw me nine bucks. Throw me 48 bucks. Throw me uh, 90 some odd bucks. Throw me 500 bucks. Throw me a thousand bucks and I will show up to your event. Yep. You will have me, the handsomest man around, show up to your event and raise some money for you. How about that? Let's make that happen. I love it. All right. I want to touch your biggest issue. Yeah. Which you're not supposed to care about. Guns. Right. You're supposed to be anti-gun. Yeah. You're supposed to not want guns. You're supposed to be about, you know, guns are bad. They're killing everybody. Right. But you're not there at all. Nah, not at all. How do you get that message to people who... I mean, I've been to your events. You get the message out. They're there. It's working. Right. How? I just tell them the truth. I just tell them the truth and tell them, you know, like, yo, do... Wherever they're at, when I'm, when I'm talking to my gay homies, it's mm-hmm. like that are anti-gun because mm-hmm. they like usually if they live in a liberal city. So it's different ways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like tailored. Okay. My gay homies that's in a liberal city and they go, yeah, guns are bad. And it's like, bro, what if what if you was in Pulse nightclub that night? Would you have wanted mm-hmm. the means to defend your life from the weirdo? Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Well, do you do do you as as as. You know, uh, as a gay person, do you trust that police officers are going to come rush to the gay neighborhood to save your life faster than you that are already there could do it? Nah. That same messaging goes for the dude in the hood. Mm -hmm. Yo, um, you live up the street from the killers. Mm -hmm. Do you, if the killers just happen to come want to take your stuff, 
Do you want to have the means to defend yourself? Yeah. And on top of that, I'd spin it with the libertarian twist. Do you think the government should only come there after the fact, after you've defended yourself? Or do you think you should rely on the government to magically pop up? And then explaining it that way and sprinkling it with a, t- a tidbit of, you know, the data on top, it becomes like, yo, who told me? It's it, Going back to that first thing. Mm-hmm. You aren't actually super Democrat or Republican. You're not actually living a Christian or Islamic or Jew or whatever. You're not actually in it. You just It's something that you've identified with that you throw out there every now and then. But when you start thinking about it, it's like, yo, why am I anti-gun? When practical data and conversation is presented to you, you go like, nah, that actually makes sense what you're saying. You know, and it's like, like you said, I don't know. I guess everybody around me is anti-gun, so I guess I am. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think that, right? Like you're supposed to be anti-gun. My worry here is if you, and this goes to your 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 left-right paradigm, too, mm-hmm. right? If if we just say this is bad, or we just say this is good, people aren't going to change. No, we've got to show them here's a better way. Right. Right. If I just go, well, gun control is bad. Then the, the person left goes, oh, you don't want to do anything? Right. Because they can't imagine doing anything else, right. right? They only imagine either gun control or we let kids get shot in schools. One or the other. That's all there is, right? Right. But when I actually talked about the idea of how about instead in schools we simply do this. No change of laws. No extra money. No extra guards. But instead, if you are a teacher or an administrator in public school in New York State, and you are licensed to carry a firearm, and you want to carry a firearm carry in school, fire. you may. That's it. What's the first thing I got? You want to arm teachers? I didn't say that. I said, if you are licensed to carry a firearm. And if you want to. And if you want to, you may. That's it. And they go, but how's that going? I said, well, the left says you want to arm teachers. The right says we got to have officers there. And when I say the left is... If you have the reason why they're shooting the schools up is because they're soft targets. Right. And then you notice that now they don't shoot schools up anymore. Right. Why? Because schools are now finding ways to protect themselves. Right. So they're no longer soft targets. Yep. Is that what I was talking about? If you're in the right and you have a, a, a police officer there or, or a resource officer, they shoot him first. Oh, you off top. You, you, you're protecting things. Yeah. I got to hit you first. Yes. So you, you, I take you out first and then kill the rest. Right. Right. So, so it's, it becomes security theater. Right. Which New York City is famous for security theater. There's the one person here. I'm saving all <laughs> exactly. 800 people exactly. in here at yes. the same time. Shut so, up. So he gets shot right. first and then do the rest. But if that shooter doesn't know who's on, You can't plan. You can't plan. It's not a soft target. You don't shoot the school up. Right. See, you, again, nuance. Yep. It's no different than when, at BGM. They, people will say, well, why do you go talk to anti-gun places in Chicago? The thing a few days ago was anti-gun. Well, one... I'm not really trying to convince necessarily the people on the panel that's with me. If they've made the commitment, the one young lady, she agreed with me after the first statement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool. Now, she's, she might be like, well, I don't know about ARs, but mm-hmm. I get you on the trauma issue. I get you on the having the means to defend yourself because I live in the actual neighborhood. Right. Boom. Cool. I, you, we could disagree on what we disagree on, but you already gave me a nugget that I'm like, okay, we have right. a commonality. So she was able to talk to you. Right. Got it. Again, people on the right or the left, right, goes, you're not supposed to even talk to them. You know how many people told yes, us? Yes, I you can't shouldn't, stand that. You shouldn't go to our very first classes. 
Don't go to Maryland. Our very first class on the tour was Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Don't go to Baltimore because they're anti-gun. Well, don't you think that's where we actually should go? That's where I got to go. Exactly. Oh, my God. I can't can't turn you if I can't talk to you. Right. Yes. It's funny. The people got mad at me. This is years ago. I did a... um, I did an interview on Reason Magazine, mm-hmm. and the guy was like, you know, do you want Nazis to come to the party? I said, bring anybody, Nazis, socialists, fascists, I don't care, bring them all, I'll talk to them all, because if 10 come, eight will go back, but two will stay, Right, and that's two less Nazis, Right, right? I got two less, I'll right. take it, right? Everyone that I can possibly grab, I want to grab, right. I want to, I can't convert if I can't talk to you, Right. so I got it, so I'm going, I want to go directly into that place where people think I'm wrong or terrible. I want to be right in the belly of the beast. You know what's crazy, though? Most of the times when I'm in those spaces, again, saying it very practically, here's the data. 2018, stats come out. Licenses to carry go at 1.4 million. Last year, 2018. Violent crime drops. There we go. So it's like, okay, the education is working. We not talk, we talk, if a person went, 1.4 million people went to go get a license, that means they were kind of like somewhat paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if they somewhat paying attention and nationally crime goes down, that tells you something. I agree. What happens is in those spaces when I go, it's not that the general public is anti, mm-hmm. especially when you break it down to them. When mm-hmm. I say, bro, you're not really anti-gun because are you saying that cops shouldn't have guns too? Uh, yes, absolutely. And then they go, yep. Nah, that would be silly. Oh, yeah. so you're saying you only want the cops to have guns? <laughs> yes. Oh, nah. Okay, do you think cops should have them and you should have them? Because you say from... Now, if you know you're crazy, you know you're crazy. If you're crazy... Nah, I'm crazy. I shouldn't have... Okay, I appreciate you yes. no, knowing no, look, that you're crazy. I, uh, remember, Second Amendment's a right, not a requirement. Right. So you could say no. I'm cool. Absolutely. I don't want one. No worries. All right, more for me. Absolutely. And so... Look, I want to grab a couple calls if I can. I got sure. a bunch in the thing and I haven't been doing it, so let me grab a couple right, if I could. Let's get them. Um, I want to grab, I'm going to go to Texas if I can. I'm headed over to Texas, and I want to grab Philip. He wants to talk about the Libertarian Party. Um, Philip, how are you, my friend? Philip, are you there? Yes, hello. Hey, what's going on, my friend? Talk to me. I'm doing good, thank you. Um, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the Libertarian Party. Tell um, me. Yeah, specifically about the problem we have with uh, getting candidates. Okay. Good candidates, I mean. It is a problem, and I agree. And one of the biggest issues we have is talent. And it's not just talent as candidates. It is that. But also talent with people who know how to run a a campaign, people who know how to run social media. I think it's true. The problem is our party's had about 40 years of failure. And so a lot of people have walked away from the party and gone to the other parties. We've got to bring them back. And how we bring them back is by having better candidates as we keep running and supporting them. And more importantly... Having good infrastructure. Mm. I'm a guy who says, I don't want 2,000 candidates. I want 200 with good teams. The more we have teams, the more people supporting us, the more people will come to us. I think that's how we recruit the right people to come from other parties, and that's how we motivate people to run. And I, I see that in New York State. There's, we have over in New York State, we had less than 20 libertarians running last election cycle. Now we have over 200. Mm. And at least a third of those are people who were on my campaign in some way, shape, or form, mm. right? They saw me do it. They were part of it. They felt that they go, you know what? That's for me. And they jumped on board. And most of the people who were on my campaign are now on someone else's campaign. Love. So they're learning more and more and more. Right. I, th- I think that's how we do it, Philip. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as uh, I personally have uh, looked at the party as like um, 
struggling with this self-defeating cycle, like you mentioned, where, you know, people leave because we lose and then, well, we can't win if people are leaving, right? Yes. But the issue is once we lose, and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm trying to show you that even though I lost, like I lost my last election, right? I didn't, I I lost, it was obvious, but I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm not walking away in most of it, which is why I'm bugging Maj. He's not going nowhere. If I got to come to Philly and drag him back, I'm doing it. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm doing it. I'm not letting him leave our party. I don't care if he wins, if he loses, whatever happens. I want him in because we need people to stay. I think that ability to staying power will, will get more people to stay. You're correct. Yeah. It's, it's parties is the determining factor of how you, how you're going to get the thing that's in front of your name Mm-hmm. Uh, to win the seat. Mm-hmm. The actual policy and the politic of liberty and freedom is something that's long, and it's like, that's the marathon. You yes. know what I mean? How can we consistently get people to stay on this wave? Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether whether the person is, you know, again, there's there's a million people that have, you know, libertarian ideologies, but, and they're coming around to come into the party and strengthen the party, which is absolutely what we need to do. But at the same time, um, I still want to engage people that, okay, you might not be in a party right now. Yes. But I still want you to spread this ideology and, and still have the conversation because then you'll go, well, what's this about? And that 10 other people that you communicate with, again, seven of those people might join the party or yeah. will join the party. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially as we, as we like you said, build the infrastructure and things like that. So, Phil, I, did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. And awesome, my I friend. I appreciate people like y'all sticking to the party and not just you know flip flopping Democrat Republican that sort of thing. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the call. All right, I want to head to your hometown. We got some people from Philly calling up, so I think that's amazing. No when I get uh, from Philly, I want to grab Michelle from Philly, who now is supporting you. Uh, Michelle, are you here? Yeah. Talk to me, please. You're here on with Larry and Mosh. Hi, Larry. It's Michelle from uh, Allegheny County. You know me. Oh, my God. How are you? Good. How are you? Awesome. I haven't seen you in, like, what, two weeks? I know. No, I, <laughs> I still have the picture you gave me. Um, my wife was sh- surprised at the picture. She couldn't believe it. My daughters love it. So thank you for that gift. I just wanted to call to say this guy is a genius. Ooh, you're a genius, Mike. I don't I don't care what people are saying about his, his city Negro black person dialect, however you want to say it politically correct. Yeah. I love this guy. Is that what people he's are saying? He's well-rounded. He's well, he's well-read. And this guy is amazing. Oh, Thank right. you. You Thank are you winning. So That's much. upstate New York you're winning. I thought it was Philly. This upstate New York. You are winning everywhere. <laughs> hey, I appreciate Dude, that. Dude, I'm, call- I'm calling from my area, and you can ask Larry, is redneck as hell. That's true. <laughs> that's good. He said, that's true. It's true. Yes. That's absolutely true. But hey, I, I appreciate it. I love sure. my rednecks, too. I don't care. Yeah. I, I love all New Yorkers. Yo, you have no idea. Well, you do, but there's so many people. Again, I've been all around the country, and I'm like, yo, for all we do have differences, mm-hmm. but it's so many, like the foods. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that's what's that called here? Oh, Over yes. there, that's the same thing, yes, but it's it called this there. Yes, you know. So there's so many commonalities in that regard. So I really, really appreciate you. Uh, I don't, we have no differences, and thank you for being who you are. Thank you so You're much. You're amazing. Thank you. Yeah, see those. those and, those are the things that, like, everybody's all mad at me. I'm like, yo, some people like me. Bro. Some people do like you. Clearly. Right. Michelle's wonderful, though. She's she's a good person. I know her very well. Thank you, Michelle, for calling. Was there nothing you want to talk about, or was that it? No, it was it. I just wanted to show support because people on the line are saying, you know, the way he talks and everything, he's never going to win. And it's like, do you, ha- do you know the city? 
Yeah. You know how black people talk? You know how people talk. I mean, right. and in today's world, have you seen white kids talk? Right. They they talk more oh, ghetto God, than the black no. kids now. Right. <laughs> so, what yeah, are you no talking kidding. about? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, they got to blame Eminem for that one. Yeah, they got to blame Eminem. Exactly right. Everybody wants to be Eminem now. Absolutely. So, yes, I completely agree. Thank you so much. I but appreciate it. I just it. wanted to say hi to you, Larry, and I wanted to tell you, what is it, Taj? Maj. If I'm saying it incorrectly. Maj. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, thank you for being who you are. You're awesome. Thank you so much. All righty. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Um, I want to grab another call if I can. Um, I think I'm going to grab Jason from Washington Heights. This is up here in Manhattan. So now we're in Manhattan time here. Okay. So, Jason, how are you? Good. good. Are you there? Yes, sir. Right here. How are you? Talk to me. You're on with uh, Larry Amash. Yeah, as a New Yorker, I, I certainly notice. Yeah, you can hear me? Yep. All right. So, as, as a New Yorker, and as somebody not originally from New York, like, you know, 12 years ago, I mean, there's a lot of people in New York that, as you said, they think very libertarian and stuff. Yep. They just don't realize it. Yes. Now, what what between, I mean, Maj and I have met, you know, at his uh, Brooklyn, uh, you know, class and stuff like that and mm-hmm. talked about it. But what can be done on either libertarian end or Black Guns Matter to do like more consistent local type outreaches and stuff like that? Yeah, this is a very hard part. You are absolutely correct. And if you've noticed what I've been doing since after the election, I've been traveling throughout the state trying to touch every single county to build out local county organizations. You are absolutely right, my friend. That's the next step for this state. It is actually having vibrant local groups that can do things like support Maj when he comes over, right? They can they can help support exactly. a Black Guns Matter event. Right. They can do that kind of thing at a local level. They have the connections locally. They can make sure people show up. Absolutely. I, I think the answer is literally going locally and building out. In my view, look, I'm biased. I think the party is the answer. I think we build out local par- party affiliates. And the party affiliates will know who the registered libertarians are in the individual areas. They will have a good email list. They will have a good social media presence. And they will make sure people are, are, are taking. I mean, tonight we've had a bunch of phone calls. We've had people who are going back and forth. Why? Because of what we built, right? I right. built during the actual campaign, right? Out right. there talking. People know they show up. I feel like that's the answer. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It's no different than when we, when we do uh, BGM classes. Having an attorney, a lawyer... Uh, a, a, an attorney, uh, a trainer, instructor, a ranger, whatever, in that actual locality that already is in the community and yes. bringing the people to the community, bam, that's like an instant infrastructure. Bam, then we get these cells mm-hmm. all around the country. And then now those people can start, and they're in this particular region. Oh, you, Maj, you know anybody in such and such? Yeah, I got, what part of Florida are you in? Oh, I got a guy in Orlando. I'm in Miami. Okay, I got a guy in Florida and, you know, uh, Miami and Orlando, and right. then those local spots start to build together, and you create right. the network. Absolutely, you know. Um, I think that the again, the party's 1972, which mm-hmm. isn't a very long time, especially in comparison to the other. You Absolutely, know, these guys are hundreds of years old. Right, you know, and so um, I think that's actually the answer too. And I, I see, I see how it's scalable. Right, I see how yes. it's it's the same thing. You know what I mean? It's just like we we have an advantage actually. One, because we're building a party during a time in the information age where more people are going, yeah, like yes. I said earlier, some people is like, nah, this, I don't know about this mainstream. I think they're lying about this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really not feeling these, quote unquote, two major parties. Mm-hmm. I'm not really feeling them. 
and we have the ability to spread a message much infinitely faster. Yes. Well, there's another you know. piece I want to add yeah. to this, and, and, and I hope this is also clear to you too. There's also an idea of consistency. Yeah. Right? I've built out businesses before. I've built out platforms before, and when you build them out, what you have to re- realize is, as a general rule, when they first start, they fail. Yeah. Right? And you've just got to keep doing it. When I ran my campaign, my, this is a true story, the first event I did had one person at it. Wow. I showed oh. up to a diner. There was one guy there. So my the, my body man, his name was Zach. He was upset. He's like, that's it. I'm out of here. So he walked away. I had lunch with the guy. Right. That was my first that event. event. I'm, doing, I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> that was my first oh. event. It was one guy who showed up. Yeah. So I just had lunch with him. We sat down. We had lunch. That was, right. that was my first event. And before you know it, I was getting 100 people, 200 people. It got bigger, right? right. But I had to be consistent. People had to realize. And you're getting more people in the Bronx now, too. I, I've oh, always yes. wanted to go out to those meetings, but I like, you know, my schedule has not allowed me to. But certainly I'm seeing that you're getting more numbers out there. Right. Oh, yes. Talking, the, the Bronx party's an actual party here now. In Right. Yes. I mean, people really respond well to that message, and especially when you expose the contradictions going on in politics right now, they're like, yeah, you're right. Like, yep. this makes no sense whatsoever. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> that we're following these two parties. It's just they contradict themselves, and they're not really, they're not representing the people at this point, either no, one of them. I agree completely. No. Um, I want to say. People just need to have open dialogue where they can talk about the issues directly amongst people and realize the spectrum of belief that's in between these two two ends, you know? No, right. I, I get it, and I want to say thank you for the call. I really appreciate it. Sir, all right. Keep all right. It up. Have a good night. All right. You too. All righty. Um, I want to grab another call if I could. Um, I know I'm trying to get them all off before the, before the show yeah. ends. So I want to grab uh, someone from your uh, – you were at an event in, in Chi-Town. Yeah, right? that, was, that, was in, uh, that was a couple days ago. And, there we uh, go. Yeah, yeah. So Eli is on the line. Eli from Chi-Town, how are you? Good, good. What's going on, guys? Yo, what's up, E? Hey, what up, much? Um, I just wanted to thank both of you again, I mean, for, like, a big influence for me. Can you guys hear me? Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. I just uh let you know that you guys have been a big influence for me and um just the way that you guys make every topic so simplistic. Mm. Did you just insult us? So <laughs> <laughs> No, but the the thing I want to talk about is like when I was with Maj um like this past Saturday at the Economist uh event, mm-hmm. um after after the panel we were in the back room. We were chilling, and this uh, wonderful uh, Muslim sister came about and then asked Maj just a a, a question. Mm-hmm. From from that moment on, it was just like it was more captivating how it came out, how it first turned out, and then at the end of it. I just wanted Mach to explain what yeah. happened in that that day. Okay, so, Mach, tell us the story. So this was a sister that uh, after the after we did the the, the you know the round table mm-hmm. you know for you know twenty thirty minutes, she came in the back and she asked about well did you know what what the founding fathers meant really when they did this whole Second Amendment thing and I'm like yeah, mm-hmm. and I kind of don't care because I know if you go that well they didn't mean it for you okay cool mm-hmm. they didn't but that's codified human nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These are birthrights. I have the right to defend myself regardless. Mm-hmm. And, was her um, point because we were slaves? Was that her point? Kind of going that way or okay. in essence saying that um, she felt like it would be more impactful to ban guns and stop people from having them 
as opposed to educating people about having them. And I'm like, okay. yeah, in that space, I said, well, you know, what do you do with the guns that are already here? Well, they shouldn't be here, but they are. That's correct. I love that one. But they shouldn't be in the first place. I but, love that all the time. But they're here. Yes. So what are you going to do then? Mm-hmm. Well, do you don't think your efforts should be to, again, you, you're going back to that circle. But the beautiful thing, and I think it's the point of what Eli is saying is, you know, Rhonda Ezel was there. Eli was there. Janine was there. You know, um, Josh was there. She had so many different perspectives of people from a loving and supportive way. Mm-hmm. And even me saying, sister, I get it that you're a Muslima and mm-hmm. I feel that, but a weirdo will still try to rape you. Sure. You know, um, I want you to have the means to protect yourself if that ever arises. People don't realize that a firearm is an equalizer. Right. They don't realize it. And so, you know, even down to Janine saying to her, well, what do you feel about the Black Panthers, because she came from a perspective of, you know, white people are evil mm-hmm. and they're they're white racist people that have guns mm-hmm. and we should get the. And I'm like, so how do you take the gun from the racist, right. the evil racist? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Janine brought up, hey, well, what do you think about the Black Panthers? And she's like, the Black Panthers were awesome. Well, what do you think about the Deacons of Defense? They, they were awesome. So how is that any different than <laughs> exactly, what we're doing yes. with Black Guns Matter? Absolutely. Same thing. And and we're saying to her and I'm like, she's like, well. And I'm like, no, these organizations were still talking about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, they didn't mean it for you. And, I, and oh, great. Maybe they didn't. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And having, you know, Miss Ezell, Rhonda Ezell has won um, two federal cases. The reason why people in the city of Chicago can have gun ranges and gun stores in the city limits is because of Rhonda. Mm. She was there and she brought, you know, she's older. So she had a different perspective. And towards the end. This young lady was like, man, I, I just never thought of it that way. Yes, I get and that often. That culmination of yes. things and that after the panel and mm-hmm. after that, we was all just hanging out. Yep. And th- it was beautiful. This is what you just, which I love. We, this goes back to our first piece about you want to talk to the person who was against you. Right. Because, you know, you know this, right? The, the most zealous are the converted. Yep. So every time you see three people who are against you, that's an opportunity for three zealots. Yep. And I might only get one, but that's one zealot. Yep. And I had none. Now I got one. Right. I mean, people come to my events, and the, the thing I love about my events that I do now is I'm not running for anything. And I'll still get 15, 20 people to show up, and often people who didn't vote for me, which right. is – I love that. I have people who show up, and they've got notes. Oh, my God, I love that. Right. Oh, my God. That's the, what they I brought questions, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, I got awesome. you. Because right. what I know is that person's buying my swag that day. Yep. I'm 100% sure they're buying a sign or a shirt or right. a cup. They're buying something if they show up with a with a piece of paper saying, I got questions. Because right. that person actually – what they're actually telling me is I doubt my current worldview. Mm. That's what they're actually saying. Mm. They're saying I doubt my current worldview. Mm-hmm. And when you tell me that, I'm good. Right. Because that means you're going to hear what I have to say. Correct. And I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm going to be nice to you. I'm yeah. going to be polite to you. And that's, I'm going to hear it. Yeah. And I'm going to give you some real answers. That's what happened yes. on the actual panel. Because as because you can be passionate about something. And the moderator was like, well, I, I just want to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. These are my brothers. <laughs> yes. This is my sister. We're still trying to get. Now, they may not view me the same way because mm-hmm. I'm destroying them on the stage. Right. Or their current. uh matrix mm-hmm. i'm like trashing that that's mm-hmm. got to go like that's just what's gonna happen right but i'm still going this is from a place of love and information right 
Yes. And even reaching out, no, we're shaking hands. We, Hey, sister, I, I appreciate you for being here. It does not, when you play chess, again, you know, I tweeted this earlier. The person on the other side is trying to trap and kill you. Sure. I don't knock the chessboard over because I know that you're trying to trap <laughs> right. and kill me. Right. I play the game. Mm-hmm. I respect your moves. I make my moves. I... I actually win and convert them to be sitting on the side of the board with me mm-hmm. when I beat them with that smile because we're just playing a game of chess. Right. And so for me, it's like it's, it's easier to do that. And I, I, what to Eli's point, um, that was that was a beautiful scenario there. And I, I was we talked about this too, um, especially having two women there as well, because mm-hmm. we've had classes that we've done. Uh, there was a lady when we did universe, uh, we did USC, mm-hmm. Southern California. She came with her husband. Mm-hmm. And the husband knew like he didn't have really no, she was anti-gun. Mm-hmm. And she wound up leaving, cussing us out and everything. And um, I initially was like, yo, she was like, do you want me to leave? And I'm like, no. No, I want you to stay and tell your friends. Right. Yes. But she, she couldn't get past the fact that I'm not yelling at you. Yes. I'm going to tell you where you're wrong. Yeah, but you you broke her preconceived narrative. Right. And she did not like that. Right. And she had to get out of that area. And now, to the point of, I wish, because it was, even though it was a small event, for it was like a private classroom because mm-hmm. it was a college campus. Right. At that moment, I wish that there were more women at the table. I always wish them on the table. You know what I'm saying? I always wish it. Because it, that's one of other problems issue. It's, it's uh, every, other it's, problems that we have. Right. It's every we have guy. A lot of it's all of the guys yep. and it's her as the yep. one wife. Even if we're not coming with that energy, her it's it's a defense mechanism. 100%. I agree. So, so at this one that Eli's talking about, you know, it was Janine and an elder that are both saying similar things yep. from a, from a feminine energy, feminine perspective that she could receive a little bit easier. Of course, and it, it was just it, it was just it was really dope. It was really Eli. Dope. I want to say thank you so much for that call. I appreciate that. Thank you, thank yes. you guys, and much, man. I'm telling you, uh, good luck on that tour on California, man. No doubt. There we go. All right, guys. Did you you liking what you're hearing? Guess what? This costs money. Support us. Head on over. Patreon.com slash sharp way. Do it now. Come up with some cool swag. You don't want to pay, but you just want some cool swag. Go to sharpway.com, hit swag. You can get a cool shirt. You can get a, a cool mug, all kind of cool stuff. Bumper stickers. Support this. It's very important. Maj, I want to say thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Amazing that you came over. This was a great conversation. I'm so glad that you were here and you took the trip. Thank you. I know you got more stuff going afterwards. I'm going to get you out of here so you can go yeah. do your other stuff. Yeah. I appreciate that. And everybody else who's listening, thank you so much. I will see you guys here. Oh, oh, can I plug the... Oh, plug away, oh, please. Listen. Oh, my God. Yes, plug Maj away. Maj for Philly. I need everybody's support. The election is November the 5th of 2019. M-A-J-F-O-R-P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. Shame on me for not doing that. Maj for Philly.com. Please go ahead, support him, particularly if you're in Philly. Yeah. But even if you're not, this is, this is a man we need in our party. He's making moves. He's running. He's sacrificing to do a lot for our movement. Let's support him. And I will see you all next week here at The Sharp Way.